If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada ba ba ba. At participating McDonald's. I'm home caught, you standing trial. Why ain't I see you round back when I was down? I'm home caught, you standing trial. Why ain't I see you round back when I was down? They ain't believing me in the beginning. Who wanna hang around now they see me winning? I'm home caught, you standing trial. Why ain't I see you round back when I was down? What's up, world? It's your boy, Big Court, from the Holding Court Podcast. And today's episode is sponsored by none other than Rap Noodles. You already know what it is, the classic icon ramen noodles. You know what I'm saying? This is the creamy chicken gumbo flavor, one of my personal favorites. So, you know, we grew up in the hood eating noodles. You know what I mean? What are we talking about ramen? Forget ramen. Get your rap noodles. You know what I'm saying? So, it's no limit to our success. You already know what it is. Be body, body. Ride it, ride it with the rap icon rap noodles you already know what it is salute what's up world it's your boy big court and i'm here on the holding court podcast you know what i'm saying with my homeboy producer ken what's cracking man yeah yeah yeah. so today man we got a very special guest west coast legend legendary producer artist you know what i mean battle cat what's going on with you bro man big court it's 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 all good, man. I'm glad to be here. I'm alive and all the way live. <laughs> yeah, man. Hey, listen, bro. Uh, man, it's an honor for you to be here. I appreciate you making the time to come. Yes. You know what I mean? I grew up on you. You know what I'm saying? We'll get into that and some of your West Coast peers. You know what I mean? The, the Dr. Dre's and the DJ Quicks. Uh, you're definitely in the pantheon of, of that on the, the, the Mount Rushmore of producers here on the West Coast. Appreciate it. You know that. what I mean? Um, but I want to start from the beginning, bro. You know what I mean? I I, I want to because I, I want to document your journey. You know what I mean? You from Los Angeles, California. You know what yes. I'm saying? Tell South me about Central. a about a young battle cat growing up in South Central. In what part? Well, Slauson and Crenshaw definitely is is my is my home and foundation where I grew up as a kid. Uh, both parents in my life they're both still here, and uh, they both been the the blessing to my journey and my desires, man. I'm so grateful for them both. Um, as a kid, um, man, they both been passionate and still is t- about music. So, uh, I couldn't help but be with the program. Um, I'm both of them are vocalists. Both of them play keys. Uh, both of the environments, um, was a blessing for me. They both love playing, uh, a variety of music genres of music um they gave me uh the freedom to join them meaning uh learning uh the fundamentals of instrumentation and mm-hmm. uh you know just good a good time just you know they very both spirited people um they they love music so much to the point where um they provided instruments mm-hmm. around me Mm-hmm. Uh, starting with pots and pans and tamarines, man. Um, so you always had the the natural inclination for music. Yes, know? from okay. from day one. Were um, your parents uh, 
uh, musicians? My I, my mother my mother plays keyboards and so do my dad. And my dad was a percussionist. I didn't know until later on as I got older. Mm-hmm. But that it explains why my rhythms and right. and, and, and instrumentation is mm-hmm. like it is. Mm-hmm. And as well as my mom as well, you know. So um, uh, they they we lived together for a short time as a kid, but. I still was able to get an even contribution from them both, living with them and them raising me. Um, my dad had um, a, 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 an incredible relationship and reputation in the neighborhood where he lived, which was in the 40s, mm-hmm. not too far from where I'm at, you know. And... Um, I got a chance to see incredible people, you know, musicians like uh, Steel Pulse. It's a reggae, known reggae band. Uh, Third World is another reggae band. Um, and then Taste of Honey. And this, it used to be a rehearsal hall. And so uh, when I would spend some summers with my dad, I got a chance to see how musicians and bands mm-hmm. integrated with one another. And I learned uh, that type of etiquette of... Uh, Owning your uh, your craft and mastering your craft, and knowing when to play and knowing when to improvise or do a solo, all that mattered to me. And then going back to my mom, my mom, you know, she definitely was in church, and she was a a, a lead vocalist in a, a kids choir and and eventually the adult choir, and that did wonders for me because then I start to appreciate melody and how songs are written and rehearsal, uh, going over a song repetitiously. It was just incredible seeing that process, which uh, prepared me for the art of becoming a producer. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, later on in my elementary years, uh, my mother uh, gathered some change and bought me uh, a drum set okay. so I could participate with her in church and uh, that helped me tremendously as well um, through the neighborhood they supported me big time you know because there was a lot of kids around my neighborhood who also were musicians so she would let me uh, stay oh, a little a little you know a little later out than my curfew time to to uh, craft my uh my my passion for music and uh, the rest is history as far <clears throat> so, as that. So you learned, you actually learned how to play the drums before you got your first drum machine. Yeah, self-taught, mm-hmm. you know, uh, mm-hmm. no teacher, no school at that time. It mm-hmm. was just hands-on. Just, that's one thing about me. If I'm so into this thing called, you know, musicianship, you know, how, you know, where's my dedication at? So um, even with, uh, adversity, dealing with adversities of things in my neighborhood, you know, mm-hmm. um, I was able to escape yeah. by uh, going to these other uh, functions and different people's residence and mm-hmm. learning uh, the the art of music, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that paid it paid off t- for me, you know. So, um, yeah, that was yes. that was my next question. So, yeah. I mean. So you coming from Crenshaw Slauson, which is the notorious uh, 60s hood. Yeah, you know rolling I mean? 60s. Rolling mm-hmm. 60s. Mm-hmm. Uh, so how was it 
You know what I mean? You being you, you seem like you came from a good, loving, supportive household. You know yes, what I'm saying? Definitely. But at the end of the day, you got to go outside. So now outside you have this gang element. And I take it you grew up in the 70s, 80s, more or less. Yes, yes, yeah. Yes, so yes. it was it was at an all time high gang banging. So how did you navigate that that those murky waters with the gang bang influence and all of that? You know, um, in 1971, I was about three or four years old. So we're talking about um, a lot of togetherness. You know what I'm saying? You know the 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 OGs in my neighborhood was still solid. They still respected their elders, mm-hmm. right. and that's another reason why I cling to them. Because I'm the oldest, but I still needed a bigger brother figure. Mm-hmm. And so growing up in the neighborhood, you know, seeking with my journey to be a musician way before a producer or even, think, you know, knowing mm-hmm. I was going to become a producer, they uh, really encouraged me to, you know, just stay focused. You know, mm-hmm. they seen that I wasn't uh, interested at that time or or they didn't even know the if I had the ability or, or will willingness to be involved with yeah, the game. You know? right, so right, so so right. um I just had the right kind of people who had morals yeah. with the what with the culture and the lifestyle of Crippen. Right. And um but we did I did see violence from here and there, but on my block it was like almost like a a safe rest haven of you know, to be able to live and be all me as a kid. You know, every mm-hmm. once in a while, you maybe ever hear the gunshots or seeing homies come home, you know, bruised or shot or whatnot. I never really seen the killing on my block. Right. You know, because that would have uh, messed me up tremendously. Uh, wanted to be, uh, you know, a producer mm-hmm. or anything on the block. So, yeah. Um, so my, it's funny because my experience was kind of somewhat similar to that. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, and, you know, me coming from Kansas City, mm-hmm. you know, my neighborhood was kind of, I guess, if you will, colonized by Crips. You yeah. know what I mean? Because, uh, you know, back in the 80s, a lot of the game. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, But the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Things migrated, you know what I'm saying? Hustling, you know, and... um. You know, it's one of those things where my household was loving, you know what I'm saying? But I had to go outside. So now you go outside and you got to deal with the element, you know what I mean? So I wasn't never, I wouldn't, I I don't never consider myself a gang banger, you know what I'm saying? I wasn't, excuse me, active like that, you know what I'm saying? But you're affiliated. And you get yeah, sucked in. You feel know what I'm like saying? You're, you're, yeah. you're going to be active some type of way. Exactly. Because, exactly. Uh, you know, you're talking about man, your manhood for one. Yep. You know, and then you got, you know, your your peers, yep. your girls on the block. So, yep. you know, they're trying to see where where you at and you're you able is. to squabble. Yep. You know, can you squabble up? You exactly. know, can you hold your own if you got uh something important like a bike or some mm-hmm. some of value with you can you can you can you, can protect you hold it? yeah can you can protect, you protect yourself yeah. yeah and and can you can you talk you know yeah. do you know how to hold, hold the lingo down? yeah, yeah the whole sure. get down. so <laughs> of course I, I adopted yeah. it all and uh but I knew that coming outside the block that I would have to put that in perspective and not speak that same language mm-hmm. going into another place of business or mm-hmm. just another household that would 
that that wasn't familiar with what mm-hmm. what I was uh, raised with. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I still took it with me. I just didn't never never had to fake the funk or put it on mm-hmm. like a costume. Mm-hmm. But uh, it definitely helped me to be able to speak and uh, have a discerning ability to uh, see what's what, you mm-hmm. know. And especially when you're going into another neighborhood, exactly. And you wearing certain apparel, or you mm-hmm. carrying a certain yep. persona yeah. that seemed like you know you yeah. could be from this exactly this this particular. Did you area. ever did you ever have situations where you got pressed? Hmm. Or you got banged on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, where, yeah, where you was kind of yeah, yeah, because it puts you in a in a fucked yeah. up position because yeah. it's like. It's like, because I've been in that position yes. where it's like, okay, I'm not active, but because you pressing me, now you trying to yeah. make it sound, yeah. it's something else now. You know what I mean? By not having, by yeah. by having my, my block as my big brother, sometimes mm-hmm. you'll find yourself doing some things and not understanding the consequences mm-hmm. and, and, and make you want to claim mm-hmm. your brotherhood mm-hmm. with this neighborhood mm-hmm. in a situation, but then you don't understand the the repercussions. Mm-hmm. You don't know they got someone else in another room with knives and guns, or mm-hmm. or just another member that would come and accompany them to come whoop your ass, mm-hmm. or just you know, or you know, take mm-hmm. you out. So, um, how did you deal with getting pressed? Did you just kind of, you know, uh, deescalate it, or did you stand on it like, or you were forced to stand on? No, it? I, I didn't have to stand on it because mm-hmm. I understood who I was. Mm-hmm. And uh, I always came with this joyous vibe where mm. I, I was approachable. I, I mm-hmm. never had to really deal yeah. with uh, the adversities of, of them um, wanting to tear my ass a piece. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? But it was it was a few times where brothers was persistent in, in, in doing something because they they already put the energy out there and they got mm-hmm. their peers with the peer pressure going on. And mm-hmm. they're like, well, damn, I can't just let down. I still yeah. want to press him to see if he's going to burst, you mm-hmm. know, with, with some information that we really want to hear. We want to hear that he's from the uh, opposite gang. Mm-hmm. And uh, I never really dealt with that. It was really more so the bullies within my own neighborhood that I dealt with. And mm-hmm. when I seen that mm-hmm. that wasn't my get down. Yeah. And I didn't. I just I didn't have no problem with just being the best of me, you know. Man, that's and, dope, and I had man. my gift yeah. uh, 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 along with me mm-hmm. to to display my reason for being yeah. being there. I'm always carrying some records. I always had uh, a radio with a cassette playing mixes of, mm-hmm. of that of that nature. So uh, once they seen that I wasn't a problem, then they you know, just gave me the pass and mm-hmm. I had no problem with that, you know, because if I would have portrayed anything else right. at that time, it would have been a problem. Um, That's dope though, bro. Cause know? I mean, that shows really the authenticity of your character, even as a young, a yes. young guy, you yes. know what I'm saying? Because I've always respected, you know, a lot of times, you know, quote unquote street niggas and won't be tough niggas. They try to somewhat um, look down on what they perceive as square niggas, you know what I'm saying? Yes. But I could always respect a guy that 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 was just him. You know what I mean? He ain't about no bullshit, but he's still a man and he stand up when he needs to stand up. Then you it's know, funny cuz a lot of that. a lot yeah. of times the niggas that be doing putting all that on, they don't really be that. Yeah, it you took a time mean? it took a while to find out the difference of the the two mm-hmm. and and what to do about those situations mm-hmm. because you got a lot of G's in the hood who's with the uh, the ignorant shit and mm-hmm. perpetuating the 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 the, the, the stupid shit, you right. know, because they feel like it's entertainment, mm-hmm. you know. And I hated that. I seen that too, but then I knew what's what crew to gravitate to 
like I said, that have uh, power, principles, and and morals, and, mm-hmm. and 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 a clear distinction of who was who on the block, and they cared enough to say, "Hey, don't fuck with him." Yeah, you know, he's yeah. he, he's he belong on f- with us, you know, mm-hmm. because that's funny that we're talking about that about different uh, uh, characters of the of that walk of life. You know, in our hood, we got like two parts, if not three, of the hood. You know, you got the overhills, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? That's almost like Beverly Hills. So they rich Is kids. That, that's like Baldwin Hills. Yeah, and Baldwin all Hills, yeah. you know, Slawson and Overhill, yeah. Fairfax. Yeah. You know, that's the upper echelon of, you mm-hmm. know, growing up almost, you know, considered uh, middle yeah. class. I almost bought a house in View Park. You know what wow. I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. But then I went to Encino, but I knew what it was. My old lady was like, oh, it's beautiful over here. I want to live around black people. I said, yeah, that's cool, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right down the street, yeah, it's right some down bullshit. The street, it's you some know bullshit. what I'm saying? Yeah, and, that's, and that's one thing that I learned from my neighborhood is mm-hmm. those that helped me tremendously. Like, you know, that was like ghetto or street etiquette. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? You know, and I knew what to look for and what apparel to wear. Now, right. I did have problems where they couldn't, they couldn't distinguish, mm-hmm. you know from what I was wearing because I never really wore it. Like I wore my khakis, I wore my khakis right. You know, mm-hmm. I had the same similar apparel, but not all of it, mm-hmm. you know, cause I was a fashion guy. So I would mix fashion with my G shit. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, and, and the hood loved that because I seen, <laughs> I seen them like that, you yeah. know? So I just wanted to diversify my personality and, mm-hmm. and everything. So, but they, you know, you would have that peculiar thing like easy, he kind of fly, but yeah. he could still be yeah. an enemy. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, yeah. all that helped, you know, or, or seeing someone say, hey, Cat or Kevin, yeah. you know, that helped a lot. You know, okay, cool. He cool. So if you didn't if you didn't know where you was going, mm-hmm. going into other na- neighborhoods and you didn't have the, the right confidence and, yeah. and a sense of uh, a, a focusness of getting there. Exactly. And, and, and getting out the way because anything else, you, you, yeah. you, you, you're going to you're gonna be prime so you rib. basically you know, had You're going to be in the lion's den yeah. within a millisecond of a second. Just like, yeah. as soon as they see you, yeah. hey, hey, come here, what's up? Yeah, you fool. Where you from? Yeah, you fool. You know, and if you look like, oh, man, <laughs> damn, I'm trying to get it together. I will prepare for this. You know, yeah. I, we went through all that, but mm-hmm. uh, uh, it helped me uh, understand who I am and what yeah. they are and what we got in common and what we don't co- got have in common. Right. And all that prepared me for the industry as well. What high school did you go to? Oh uh, man, I went through quite a few, man. Mm-hmm. And you know, I was a you know, troubled kid, mm-hmm. you know, needing, like I said, needing that, that big brother figure. Cause mm-hmm. I'm the oldest of my brothers, but mm-hmm. I went to Crenshaw. That was my main high school. Mm-hmm. I ended up traveling to Fremont, Dorsey, mm-hmm. and Manual Arts. Okay. And uh, I, 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 my last year of high school was at uh, Fremont. Okay. Which is a blood predominant uh, uh, driven high school. Right. Right. And, you know, but I got a chance to meet yeah. a lot of incredible people. Mm-hmm. You know, do these different schools that I went went to who who happened to be big brothers to me in the industry. You mm-hmm. know, Snake Puppy from the LA Dream Team. Uh, Joe Cooley, you know who from Rodney Yeah, we're Rodney Joe, Joe Cooley. Okay. He used to come up there and do Fremont dances. Bobcat and the Gypsum Lover mm-hmm. at Crenshaw. So uh, you went to school with uh, South Central Cartel? No, I didn't go to school because okay. uh, I think one of them went to Fremont too. They, they could have, yeah. but not in the same year. I'm okay. 80, I'm eighty six. Okay, so okay. I don't know where they were in between time. Okay, okay. You know, they could have been more on the east side 
Uh, yeah. Because that was my last year. Uh, I think of, they of from school. like 87, you know what I'm saying? 8, eight, eight 7 or some shit yeah, like that. Yeah, it could man. be 8, 7. Yeah. 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 So I never really <clears throat> knew. I never really knew they they their okay. neighborhood, you know, because mm-hmm. they was too busy being artists mm-hmm. along with it. So they didn't never carry it like like we did banging the wax or mm-hmm. or dj quick did quick yeah, we gonna made get it to obvious that. yeah we gonna get to that true yeah. blue you know yeah we gonna get to that yeah. um so so you in you ain't you in high school mm-hmm. you, you learn how to play the drums you're basically a musician you mm-hmm. know what i mean seasoned um, yeah. season musician at this time, point yeah. that's dope you know how to le- read music no okay oh, so it's all by ear it's all by ear okay so what what when you what was your first hip-hop record you heard uh, Sugar Hills game, Sugar 1979, Hill game. coming okay. out of. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At participating McDonald's. Elementary going mm-hmm. to uh, which was really seventy. I mean, eighty. Mm-hmm. It could have been eighty. Yeah, down that I think about it, seventy-nine or eighty. So, what was the rap record that you heard? That you said, you know what? I want to get into that. I want to do that. It wasn't definitely those records. Uh, hmm, that's Cody. Let me try to think for a second. Just a quick second. Um, Had to be probably what tidy. It was. It was never no rap records, man. Really? Yeah. It was funk for me. Okay. You were talking about George Clinton, Clancy, yeah. Parliament, Zap. Mm-hmm. You know, Confunction. Yeah, confunction was a shit. Yeah, you feel me? Now now we in my world. That's Let me ask you something as a musical dude, because me and uh, producer Ken, we've talked about this too. And I don't know if it was the same way for you in L.A. I'm in Kansas City in the 80s. I was born in 76. Whoa. So you figure. Good ass year. Yeah, man. Hey, before rap, the first rap record that I actually. Well, of course, Sugar Hill, but I think Run DMC, like, walked this way when they did that record with uh, mm. Aerosmith. Aerosmith, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And then you had the Fat Boys, which was kind of like a novelty act, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you had Beastie Boys. But before rap, dog, because it was just really the TV and what came on the radio, yeah. man, we listening to... You know, Phil Collins, Foreigner, Journey. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, Culture page. Club. You know what I'm yeah, saying? But then you got yeah. the first thing I seen besides uh, Sugar Hill was mm-hmm. Herbie Hancock. Right. With, you know, with Grandmaster mm-hmm. DST, you know, mm-hmm. when they did Rocket. And that was on a, uh, a PBS channel. You know, mm-hmm. and that was dope for entertainment. Mm-hmm. And that was the first time me seeing... Uh, hip hop integrated with you know with real groups R and B groups jazz groups mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying I became a producer bef- of driven from funk before mm-hmm. hip hop came mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but what made me want to be uh, a DJ you know uh, oh you started as a DJ. yeah I started as a DJ okay. that was my okay. uh, first uh, love that that brought uh, me into I didn't know that okay to hip hop okay. I you didn't know, know that. When did you start DJing? Uh, nineteen eighty. Oh, okay. You just start DJing yeah. in like high school and shit like that. No, we're we're at, and eighty uh is is coming out of uh elementary to junior high. Okay. So I'm at Horseman, you know. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about you know Florence and Gramercy over there. You know That's between A-trays the, there. between the A trays and the Rolling Sixties. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, <clears throat> 
you know. I, yeah, how I, was that going to Horace, though? Because y'all was warring, though. Yeah, 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 big y'all time. Y'all was warring. You know, yeah. the neighborhood was warring. Yeah. I wasn't warring. Yeah, right, You right. feel me? Right, <laughs> right. You feel me? This is not Battle Cat from yeah. 60s. This yeah. is Battle Cat who grew out of the 60s. Okay, yeah, okay. So, uh, but when I did bang, you know, I know, did want to bang or whatnot, you know, I, I, I did it a different way. I did mm-hmm. it through music. And, yeah. You know, I banged through music, so. yeah. And uh, that helped me, but um, you know, joining the marching band and um, man, I used to want to be in a marching band. Man, back it was in the day, it was bro. fun. See, it, it was it was two, about it was two that things shit. fun. Yeah. Two things: the, the, yeah. the girls cheerleading, yeah, yeah. You know, rehearsing with that, and then yeah. just you know, playing all the latest records. You know, you know how bands would do; they would do renditions yeah. Yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah. classic yeah. records. You know, yeah. hip hop records. You know, yeah. so. You know, uh, experiencing that and, uh, you know, rap was moving. It it mm-hmm. really was. But, you know, like like I said, the music aspect of it really is what captivated me. Mm-hmm. And I say um, what, we, what was happening on the West Coast is what made me really want to get into the rap world. Mm-hmm. What you was know, the we, first West Coast record that you heard? I mean, I assume it had to be like Toddy T or something like that. No, you know before that, it was uh, uh, called West Coast Pop Lock mm-hmm. and Ice-T's record, Cold, Cold of Shame. Oh, wow. You know, those my, two records. My first record that I heard that made me want to get into rap and gangster rap record was Ice-T, Squeeze the Trigger. Mm, yeah. yeah. When yeah. I heard that shit, I was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. I, got, oh, I need to be a part of that. Yes, yes. Yeah. He was definitely painting the picture mm-hmm. to uh, people's everyday life struggle so mm-hmm. to hear that you know into rap was amazing he mm-hmm. was the first to set set the pace for that and paint the picture mm-hmm. of what really goes on in the neighborhood you know of course all the other records at that time you know um i'm already a, a radio disc jockey mm-hmm. i mean or dj for for k-day when uh, these records was okay. out like the the, the toddy t's and all that you okay know, 1980 86 coming out of high school uh I'm 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 loving hip hop. I'll get my first drum machine. What was your first drum machine? The SB twelve hundred. Ah, yeah. You DJ know. Paul still uses that. Yeah, shit. yeah. We're talking yeah, about eight yeah. to ten seconds sampling yeah. in mono. Yeah, and uh, the, the and amazing things that we could do with it. You yeah. know, not really reading the manuals, just learning certain yeah. things by a friend or just trial and error. Made mm-hmm. it's really what made us so uh, incredible in our own right in the art of sampling, sequencing, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and arranging things in a song mode fashion. You know, we mm-hmm. had these classic records from L.A. to teach us that, you know, we got Egyptian Lover, L.A. Mm-hmm. Dream Team, you know, uh, Uncle Jam's on me, Spade, mm-hmm. you know, and, and then we got DJ Pooh and and uh, my, my big mm-hmm. brothers, and uh, they was making records you know, in a way, and we was privy to to see how some of these records was being mm-hmm. created. So we would take that same experience, go home and do yeah. our, our uh, impressions of, mm-hmm. you know, how this music could right. be, you know. Because a lot of the early L.A. rap records, is to me, outside of Ice-T, mm-hmm. uh, they kind of started out as remakes 
of like Fat Girl, like Cuban yeah, and the CIA. Yeah, 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 they was doing, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, doing kind of the remake to, to the history. <laughs> I, I, I see. Yeah, and, and a few things uh, always being original along with it. You mm-hmm. know, when you listen to the drum mm-hmm. programming, that's always original. Mm-hmm. But, but you got to remember because we kept hearing familiar music. Uh, Reditions of music I mean mm-hmm. hip hop did that yeah. Just because we heard Sugar Hill We know that's chic Good times Right So right. everyone just followed suit Doing mm-hmm. the same thing And then occasionally You would hear some original composition mm-hmm. And that to me blew my mind Because that reminded me Of the first foundation Of how music is composed Right You know you know the, the R&B And gospel <clears throat> and jazz And you know Before hip hop came mm-hmm. that, very seldom we we would find out that that was a remake of another record. Exactly. But for the most, yeah, ninety ninety nine percent. You know, it was original composition. So yeah. that always inspired me to have that with the art of you know doing remakes. Right. Right. You know? That's what I think. For me, that was my appeal to the West Coast uh, yes. uh, music because yes. East Coast, you know, it was break beats. It was like, you know, random sounds and, and yes. it just kind of, to me, it sounded like a bunch of sounds just thrown together where West Coast music, because it's, it's rooted in funk, you had chords, you had rhythm, Chord progression. you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. So, you know, it's a little, you can get into that a little bit more, you know yes. what I'm saying? Opposed to just a break beat, you know? Yes. Um, so that's what always, why I always gravitated toward the West Coast. Once you, once you get out of high school and you transition into, okay, now I want to be a producer. What was some of the, what's the first record that you, that you did, uh, you know, that, that was in the market, the first viable record that you did? Well, I say the one that was in the market that, you know, was banging on wax, you know? Okay. And that was your first, really? Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying the record that, that yeah, they're really, industry, really, yeah, yeah. Oh, damn. It was banging okay. on wax because okay. that's how I found Domino do my best friend named David Scott Lindley. They call him Cluso. Mm-hmm. God bless him. And, uh, uh, so real quick, before yes. we get into banging mm-hmm. on wax, mm-hmm. um, I was thinking about this on the way over here. So your name, Battle Cat, DJ Battle Cat, right? Yes. Did Battle Cat come from He-Man? Yes. It did? Yeah, I needed okay. I needed a, right. I needed a name, <laughs> but I knew I had right. a competitive personality yeah. about my craft mm-hmm. because I was in DJ Battles. You can mm-hmm. look me up in 1990 mm-hmm. or 90, something like 99, 91. Mm-hmm. Could be 89. Mm-hmm. I, I, I entered the DMC uh, uh DJ seminar con- contest, you know, okay. that happened in New York. So, okay, <clears throat> I was I, I was serious about this DJ mm-hmm. competition and being a competition DJ as well as a musician, yeah, and uh, a party party DJ. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I wanted it all, you know, mm-hmm. so I could be ready to get down like mm-hmm. how I Run DMC DJ mm-hmm. Jam Master J. I definitely wanted to become a concert DJ, mm-hmm. but me being a musician. Developed me to have a unique, different style from all other DJs. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a musician DJ, so a lot of my cadence of of scratching and improvising when I do a solo or even juggling the beat, or you know, mm-hmm. you know, it's from a musician point of view. I'm a percussionist. Like- Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. As drummer, mm-hmm. and I used to professionally pop lock, so mm. I, I knew 
I was very passionate about pocket and all that transcending to me yeah. really being that kind of producer, you know, or you know, making that making them kind of records. Mm-hmm. So that 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 um the question you was asking mm-hmm. about, you know, what's the first record? Mm-hmm. It was it was that banging on wax. Get down. So how did that come about with the banging on wax? What who who said who sat down and said you know what? Let's come up with this idea. Let's get some some crips and some bloods and mm-hmm. let's put it on, you know, on wax. But then to be able to do it and and do it in such a way to where it was musical, but they didn't say too much. You know what I'm saying? Because it was like they found a balance of, OK, we're going to talk, but, you know, we ain't going to incriminate ourselves. It's funny that you, know you said I mean? that because from my previous interview I did, you know, uh, with my family, you know, from Gangster Chronicles, I, I spoke on that. And just to reiterate on it again, um, my my two brothers I love, one is still here and one is not. That's Tweety Bird Loke, mm-hmm. rest in peace, mm-hmm. from Compton. Uh, Kelly Park Crip down the street from Easy e mm-hmm. uh, Him and another gentleman from uh, Inglewood family named uh, Red Rum. Oh, yeah, two, shout out to Red Rum, yeah. 781. Yeah, they yeah. both came together, mm-hmm. uh, came together uh to put it together. I mean, when I I, I met them two together on something else before banging the work, so mm-hmm. I got a chance to see his skill set mm-hmm. and work with him beforehand. But him being a blood and, and Tweety Bird being a crip, mm-hmm. you know, um, I don't know. I just, it was just, I, I think the NWA had mm-hmm. some type of influence, mm-hmm. but the raw elements of the streets wasn't being uh totally right. displayed right, right, right. yeah exactly so they want to it was it nuanced with yeah. nwa was nuanced yeah, yeah, you know yeah, you could kind of a nuance you could tell if you knew if yeah. you knew then you knew what it was yeah, you know yeah. what i'm saying but it wasn't you know in your face obviously yeah. like bloods and crips yeah with so it was it was red rum and tweety bird lurks lokes Lope, idea yeah, yeah to those do that? two came collectively okay to for that idea okay and i thought it was an incredible idea uh-huh and so it was another way for them to create a scenario like we got a lot in common, mm-hmm. you know, on the ignorant side. Mm-hmm. But can we show, you know, the human side mm-hmm. through our, our and art and, and from an artistic way yeah. with through music? Yeah, and it was crazy because you know, knowing that we're gonna bring some shit from the streets mm-hmm. to corporate America and the mm-hmm. industry is crazy and killing each other and saying fuck each other's lives and all that yeah. type of shit that shit was crazy but cause it was a gamble when you think about it because mm-hmm. on one hand y'all are doing something positive but then the flip side is that side of that is you could be it could be taken as pr- promoting it yeah, you know what I'm saying yeah, perpetuating yeah, we, we it did, you know what I mean we did do that because we was like the scenario can't change. We, can't we just give you the rawness of what mm-hmm. it is first? Mm-hmm. So you psychologically or whatever, um, you know, or whatever, you know, can can understand what this behavior is. Where right. did it come from? Right. So it, it comes from poverty stricken. It mm-hmm. comes from a lack of opportunities <clears throat> and, inf- homes. and information yeah. mm-hmm. uh, uh, that play, play yeah. its role. And, uh, and gravitating to the streets as being, mm-hmm. you know, front line right. now. Uh, new journey to be whoever you're going to be in life mm-hmm. is crazy, you know. So, um, like, I, did no one really know the true essence and the reason why that banging on wax was put together? Mm-hmm. We knew we we had to keep it real with the streets, but 
painting the picture right. of where this come from. Uh, but the reason why we couldn't say it all because, like you said, this, the criminating, mm-hmm. the cold. Yep. Um, just those two alone is yeah. it's, it's enough. But we knew we eventually wanted to change the narrative. Right. And the success of the project mm-hmm. would do that. Yeah. You know, we got homes now. We yeah. ate together. Yeah, yeah. We got cousins and relatives mm-hmm. that uh, we married into mm-hmm. or, or have a relationship and have a kid mm-hmm. from. So I was looking for the next album to showcase what we got in common. Right. But it's like that, so it, it didn't go ahead. What let me ask you one? this. I'm sorry not to cut you off with um, how did you guys go about selecting talent? Because you got all these different hoods, you know, because you had Compton, L.A., yeah. Inglewood. You had all of that. I'm going I'm to get to yeah. that. I'm going to yeah. get to that because this is important that I paint this mm-hmm. picture. Now, doing Banging the Wax, we end up like I'm going to tell you, this, let me just keep it raw. The first mm-hmm. day we put it together, everybody in their relationship say, hey, could you come down to the studio? So they did. So we 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 not knowing what part of the barrels of South Central that the Crips and Bloods was going to come from because of their relationship. So when that happened, it was crazy because everyone didn't come empty empty handed. Everyone came with Tech Nines, AKs, three fifty sevens. You can think of, but we we in trench coats and heavy fucking coats and you know to cover up. You know, <laughs> so. The Bloods is on one side. The Crips is on one side. We're looking at each other. Some of us know each other. Some of us don't. Some of us want to communicate. Some of us don't because it's like, I don't I don't know what to get from this shit, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we're going to, you know, get down on site or it's just going to go smooth. So, um, Tweety Bird and Red Rum came together to to introduce both hoods and person behind the from they from they hood, mm-hmm. so that went well. Uh, with them being funny, a bagging session started, mm-hmm. and it went cool. And then it went to its level where they couldn't handle it. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe one of the crips was more dominant and more mm-hmm. funny, and was hardcore about mm-hmm. you know his you know bagging yeah and so next thing you know you know one want to be physical mm-hmm. okay well now two different blood hoods that not it's not known to get along side side up together to to say hey fuck that you know mm-hmm. what's up blood you know you know tell your boy to hush he's saying too much you know he mm-hmm. can't handle it mm-hmm. and then you know one is standing firm like fuck that shit you know i'm me my nigga, I don't know you. I just this our first day. What you mean, nigga? This crip, mm-hmm. you know you 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 know be with this shit. If you either you with it or get the fuck out the you know out mm-hmm. the way. Don't join this circle. Mm-hmm. That's what we do. This this shit's fun. But you want to take it serious? We can. So next thing you know, coach start opening up and motherfuckers was grabbing their pistols. Then we had the great legendary Leon Haywood and Ronnie Phillips, rest in peace. Who? who was the executive producer of it, they came out. That's dangerous, right? Yeah, we talk, yeah. yeah, dangerous yeah. record. Yeah. So, um, and then we seen some old cats in their 50s. Mm-hmm. They sitting like behind all of us on both sides in corners, mm-hmm. you know, and they, 
And then they stood up because Leon Haywood had to protect his property and bring everything back to a medium, a medium mm. like, hey, hold up. We know it was going to, we know it can get like this, but respect what this is. Mm-hmm. This is a chance for you guys to be something other than what you are. Mm-hmm. I don't with this shit, but we're going we gonna to respect what's happening right here. Mm-hmm. And they respect him because he said some other things that was encouraging. Like, you see what Death Row's doing and mm-hmm. drain them. They, they, they moving. They mm-hmm. starting. Now, y'all need to come to a happy medium so y'all can potentially get where they're going mm-hmm. if y'all want to do this music shit. Mm-hmm. So that helped tremendously. Mm-hmm. Now, let's go back to your question that you asked me. What was the question I asked you? <laughs> I got so caught up in the story, I forgot the question. <laughs> what was the question? No, oh, okay. I know what it was. I said, how did y'all go about selecting talent from now, all these hoods? Now, from that story and that testimony yeah. is how we start selecting. Mm-hmm. Look, the Bloods is the Bloods. They side with each other. Mm-hmm. The Crips is with the Crips. So all we did was uh, we had producers that that grew up maybe in the blood or mm-hmm. Crip neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And then one gentleman that said, you know what? I'm just, you know, I feel them. I know mm-hmm. one of them, you know. Mm-hmm. Let me let me, let me, let me, me start cooking some shit for them. Mm-hmm. So I did the same with the Crips. Mm. You know, I mm-hmm. was the most talented yeah. in the room yeah. and two other musicians came. Jay Stank, Dookie Fingers from uh, Kelly Park Crip and where, where Tweety Bird is from. Mm-hmm. He came. Uh, and uh, Geek and Noise. Mm-hmm. They from uh, Inglewood, if I'm not wrong. They, I didn't know that they was producers. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, they bring their contributions to the blessed. But with my mu- musical background and them, them here. Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. And what I was doing, mm-hmm. they was felt they felt like we was outnumbered. Mm-hmm. We, or we outnumbered them mm-hmm. production wise, and they yeah. was, so they went and talked to the executive. Like, man, can we get Cat to do some yeah. some shit for the for the Bloods, or he just strictly yeah. Chris? Because we, I don't feel we gonna win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I end up doing songs for both sides. Which songs it, did you do? Because I know I, that record very I well. Cra- I rip, rip a crab in half. Okay, I remember that. That was uh, a hard one. Yeah. And uh, and this, and mixed a couple of the other records. Okay, okay, but. Uh, I I rapped on uh, Mac into the Slav bitches. Yeah, that That's was me. Yeah, uh, on there. Uh, I did uh, the first single, uh, which was banging, banging on, wax, on wax, which is a remake yeah, of dope. Peanut Butter by Lenny White. Yeah, that was dope. You know that opened up the the, the whole get down. Yeah, yeah, that was one of the dope songs on there too. So we so the the Bloods just picked among themselves. Yeah. They didn't they didn't favor do no favoritism within their own mm-hmm, side. Mm-hmm. You know they just said you know okay these. This this is what the tracks is. Mm-hmm. 
whoever got the hottest shit, they mm-hmm. gonna go. If not, we got another song. We just kept going and going, and it's the same on the Crip side. So let me ask you, what was your favorite song on the Blood side? Paru Love. That's everybody's <laughs> favorite song. That's every, no disrespect, that, that might that's be the everybody's best song. Yeah, that, yeah. favorite song. Now, 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 I'm gonna tell you, we would have blew mm-hmm. their ass out if we would have, if two other records would have yeah. went. Mm-hmm. Everything's gonna see all right. And another slide, BKO, which is another T- Love TKO by T- Teddy okay. Pendergrass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll produce both of them with Jay yeah. Stank and Dookie Fingers. Okay. That would have matched that. Yeah. We heard them doing Pyro yeah. Love, but if yeah. you would have heard my version yeah. of another slide, BKO, yeah. no disrespect but to I the feel- Bloods. I love you. Uh, yeah, yeah, my yeah. Red no rag, y'all know yeah, what it is. Sure, I'm just saying sure. the title, yeah. so don't, don't yeah. take it because yeah, I'm yeah. saying it with so much authority <laughs> that you know it's not like that. I got family yeah. from both sides. Yeah, real talk. But if we would have, if those records would have went, and you know that never came out. No, because okay. the, 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 the executive like producer. Familiar. Let me tell you some yeah. shit. My skill set mm-hmm. was so sharp. Without sampling, mm-hmm. I recutted everything. Oh, you recut. So the executive shit. producer mm-hmm. swarping down it with samples. Yeah. And he didn't want to deal with with the sample clearance. It, it was getting yeah. it was getting experience, yeah. expensive, expensive. So, but really, the the lack of uh, education that he had about it is that it would have been less inexpensive. Yeah, I mean, you knew what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, it for sure. Been in, it would have yeah. been inexpensive. Period. It, thing, because we're talking about licensing. Yeah. All that's all we would have had to pay. Yeah. Instead of for the sample, for the sample, you got to mm-hmm. pay for the exactly. for that and the writers exactly. and the publishing. You exactly. got to go through all those. Yeah. Those. You know, but if you do an interpolation of it, you do an interpolation yeah, of yeah. it, you're going to win. Exactly. And that's what we was doing. So he got that later. So Piru, so Piru Love was a remake? Or yeah, it was, hell yeah. yeah. You know it was. Yeah. You really listen. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you can hear it. You can it, hear it. Yeah. Jay Stank, yeah. rest in peace. Yeah. He, he did that record. He used the vocoder instead yep. of a talk box. Mm-hmm. Uh, he used uh, uh, MP60. Mm-hmm. And he had a, a JD... A JD by rolling, I think it was a JD seventy or something like that. He he killed it, man. I crazy, watched him do it. Crazy thing about Pyru Love, bro, is I'm from a crib neighborhood. Yeah, so you know we all love that fucking song. Everybody love Pyru Love, but yeah. we turn that shit down. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we yeah, ride yeah. through the hood. And, and it's, it it's crazy. It's crazy because <laughs> Nene X, rest in peace. Oh man, she we was met her super by, dope. Uh, we met we and Tweety Bird dope. picked her up from Student Studentville, Ohio, mm-hmm. and she was neutral. She wasn't on on the Bloods or the Crips. She, really? she actually loved MC8. And when you go back and listen again on her second on her second verse, uh-huh. her style is like eight. She loved. Wow. Eight. She was in love with eight, and that's so, track new. Yeah, so so um, she was Bloody Mary. On I'm, I'm Blood gonna tell you Crips. how she became Bloody Mary. Unfortunately, she was in a situation where brothers took her uh, for granted, you know, her body mm-hmm. and, and, and her privacy, and she she wow. you know I don't want to say the rest, but yeah, yeah, yeah. she was yeah. violated. Oh wow! And, and so next thing I know, when we do when the day we the day that we started banging on wax, when mm-hmm. she came in, she was flamed up, and it blew her fucking mind. We're talking about someone from Studentville, Ohio. They Damn. were slow. They was maybe like two years, yeah. two or three years behind yeah. California yeah, culture sure. of music and hip hop. Sure. You know, so next thing I know, she got the khakis, the whole nine yards, the overalls, the beanie on, the gloves, everything, barrettes in her head. Man, I thought she it was blue born and raised mind. in Compton or something. Oh, that's a, it, wow. It, it, I ain't going to lie. I thought she was a, a dude at first. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because of the cadence that deep of her voice. voice. That deep voice. Yeah, yeah. that deep voice. That's mm-hmm. her natural tone. But she, like I said, she loved MC8. So yeah. she patented her shit off yeah. of him. She, yeah. born, she was inspired by a crip. Yeah. But in the rapping as yeah. a blood. 
Damn. Yeah, she did that. God bless her soul. Yeah, she, yeah. Rest she in was peace incredible. Bloody Mary. Still, still back to what we were saying before we started, though. I think steady dipping would have been the counter to the pyro level. Yeah, yeah. Yes. It, it yeah. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. If steady you would have asking me yeah. that question and, you know, uh, Diamond in the Back, Soon Rooftop, you yeah. know, that was an incredible Is that your movement. favorite record on the on the Crip side? No, it's not, no, it's not the favorite. No, you the, said Mac into the... No, that, no, I'm just, I just said that that was a record I performed. The yeah. two records that didn't make it yeah. was. Well, because was your, after us hearing Pyro Love, I right. created another Slide Peak. Yeah, B, uh, BKO. Yeah, BKO yeah. and... and uh, 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 Everything's going to see all right, which mm-hmm. is uh, Alicia Myers yes. from from One Way. Yeah, from One Way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, and I the, man, y'all would have loved Myers. the fuck out. We had everything yeah. going to see yeah. all right. Yeah. That would have killed that. <laughs> everything going to see all right yeah. with me. Yeah. Y'all would have loved that. We had the harmonies. You could yeah. imagine that. Yeah. So it had the same mm-hmm. uh, uh, musical contribution, yeah. like Shirley Murdoch and and right. and and and, and, and uh, Roger and, yeah. and, and Charlie mm-hmm. had that. I knew mm-hmm. I had to match that mm-hmm. you feel me so what was your favorite song on the crib side i just named them with the ones yeah, that, the didn't, ones make that didn't make it oh the one. shit yeah bro well, I'm talking I, about the ones that made it though it ain't i don't have it you don't they, have they it not, they not, i mean wow. I, okay for because my homie ain't here mm-hmm. it's, it's steady dipping okay it, it made okay. an impact it touched yeah. folks but my favorite just to be honest they mm-hmm. not on there so how did you? How did you? How well, did what you, was the steady dipping story though? Because you said you had a steady. Oh wow, story. it's crazy. Um, well, just what it did was bring two Crips neighborhoods that never met or got along or anything. They never was rivals or none of that. We're talking about Compton, Kelly Park Crip, mm-hmm. you know, and the Rolling Sixties. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And me representing the Rolling Sixties mm-hmm. and bringing two of them two or three of my homies from the hood, they was embraced. Mm. And my best friend wanted to bring his contribution to music because he admired what I did. He seen me become Battle Cat the DJ to the musician, to the producer. And he mm-hmm. was the one that was in the driver's seat taking me to all these meetings and opportunities to become who Battle Cat is today. Mm-hmm. And so he wanted to voice his contribution to music because he's from Brooklyn, but he grew okay. up in a b- p- predominant blood neighborhood. Yeah, and um, and um, that was basically it, man. I mean, and then not only that, he he the one that found Domino for me. Mm. Domino was the first rapper who rapped on the single "Banging on Wax" yeah. from Long Beach. He was genuine draft, genuine draft, yeah. which is the the beer of Long Beach. Mm-hmm. So I, I had to say, man, you on your shit today. Yeah, I'm not yeah. mad at you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you got you you got us to a T. Yeah. So um, um, by him finding Domino and bringing him to me because he wanted to sign with Leon Hayward. Mm-hmm. You know, he was neutral from what was going on, but he loved the No Long Beach. Mm-hmm. So when I come out and uh, meet this guy, you know, this is the first guy that I'm seeing that took the next rapping and singing level. Mm-hmm. I mean, the rapping and singing to another yeah, level. Right, right. The first person we yeah. heard on the West Coast was Mixmaster Spade doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, so to hear Domino on that another level, I was like, my goodness. This this is this is a game changer. This is a uh, a level up for the Crips. <clears throat> was he actually cripping in Long Beach at a time? Uh, not to me. He was okay. more like 
a player. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. You know, he wasn't an active member okay. that I know of. Mm-hmm. But they loved him though. Yeah. And come to find out, you know, he 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 was a childhood friend of Snoop Dogg. He used oh, to write wow. for Snoop Dogg. Oh wow. You okay. know, and Snoopy told me this out of his mouth and I was mm-hmm. uh I was uh mm-hmm. you know amazed by it because I didn't know that he had that relationship like mm-hmm. that. But then um like I said, behind doing uh steady dipping it touched different walks of life for people I didn't know that was paying attention to that record. Like mm-hmm. Mike Epps, that's Mike Epps' favorite record. And yeah. he know the history yeah. of my record and, and my mm-hmm. contribution. But, uh, yeah, my, my my best friend was definitely a visionary for talent. And 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 uh, by him bringing Domino, that changed my life because when we stepped away from Bang the Wax, I uh, uh, had a conversation with Domino to produce a few records for him. And see if I can help him shop it. Yeah. And I did. And we got ourselves landing yeah. with Leon Cohen's. And before you get there, mm-hmm. I want to go to Domino because okay. it was him hit records. Cool. Um, how did you formulate your 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 DJ Battle Cat? But mm-hmm. then you create C Rider. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And and for those who are watching it that don't know, mm-hmm. that's you on the cover with yes. the with the bat. With, with the, the back with the red rag. Yeah, with the uh, red rag uh, being burnt. Uh, burnt. So, yeah. yeah, so what, how did you, what made you say, you know what, I'm going to create this other persona for this for this project? Well, it had a lot to do with, like I was saying earlier about who Battle Cat is. Mm-hmm. I, I understood that I needed to protect that name and then understanding that it was a brand and the crew that I represented was on the positive tip, mm-hmm. you know, to... uh diversify a young kid coming out of the out of a crip neighborhood and not to be marked i needed another name that will be like <clears throat> my my costume or mm-hmm. mask you know or something to help protect battle cat uh, i wanted the brand a battle cat to be looked from a professional point of view and mm-hmm. i and i successfully did it did it by doing so and me i'm more like i said of a rider I'm not really a banger mm-hmm. I know what comes with banging I didn't like the benefits it was none right you know uh, some that did bang they banged for a righteous reason to protect our, our neighborhood but then I seen a lot of shit that was just like it wasn't adding up so mm-hmm. I said you know what if I'm going to represent my neighborhood you know uh, not being on the set or from the set mm-hmm. or whatnot, not how could I be a voice for my neighborhood because they was good to me and I seen a lot of things where I felt like their voice should have been heard. It wasn't not, it wasn't one rapper in that hood that I could have picked to represent the Rolling 60s. So mm-hmm. I said, you know what? I'm going to be C-Rider, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, it worked, you know. Mm-hmm. And I knew some of the, the culture and the language of my neighborhood enough to not uh, perpetrate it, but you know, express it on a on a on a on a on a level where it didn't break the code right. of giving up uh insight of what, what was going on. You right. know, that consi- that's still considered snitching. Exactly. So they once they the hood found out who it was because it got all the way up to the pens where all the shot mm-hmm. callers and the OGs who you know, who run the hood like they mm-hmm. do. I love them. They got out that someone is in the neighborhood named call himself C Ride representing Rolling Sixty Cuz find find out who he is and handle that. So when they found out it was me and I'm off the off the AG block where the Rolling Sixties was created at they they mm-hmm. were like, Oh, and then I explained what I was doing and mm-hmm. they're like, Man, we we got you. Run that shit. Go ahead, represent. 
Mm-hmm. But I'm glad it didn't get too far because it's a lot still that comes with it. You know, the yeah. rules could have changed. Just because they gave me a pass didn't mean they didn't want ownership mm-hmm. uh, from the contribution. So mm-hmm. that means all reparation had to be in, in play. I had to, what if I got any kind of money or any seed of anything or really? benefits, I, I would have to kick that shit in because wow. you wrote, you representing the rolling 60s. And Damn. they ain't playing, they keep it. So, yeah. you know, that's what wow. comes with it when you bring yeah use their name mm-hmm. and their culture and everything about them into a corporate America. They want this, you know. Mm-hmm. That's what you're standing on through this music industry, even though you don't bang, but you're still repping us, mm-hmm. you know. Concert tickets, whatever you can think of. Mm-hmm. Cut, 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 cut us in. Wow. Cut us in or cut it out. <laughs> we, we we came up with that slogan. That's some mafia shit right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm glad it, it only mm-hmm. went so far. And mm-hmm. then I just surpassed that by making sure that Battle Cat emerge and you know on on mm-hmm. on a, on a level where they can still see yeah Kevin slash Battle Cat the, yeah. the 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 low the little homie that yeah. they raise and groom cool yeah. he surpassed that cuz they really didn't want me to be a member in the first place because right. they seen the talent right early on and they had like i said the the, the crips that i was i still get down with to this mm-hmm. day they like like they love they they carry a spiritual background guy what they cripping mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and it's the same way with bloods you mm-hmm. know that i that i function with that happen to really be solid people and yeah. really wanted me to win yeah for sure for sure so so that dude banging on wax we got to, you got to domino you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying so it. so now did you did you sign him? Is that is that you stepping into the executive arena with it, Domino? It, it's it's it, and it, as far as making a decision and mm-hmm. uh, using my relationship mm-hmm. to bring him to the right people that yeah. could take us both to another level. Yeah, okay. that was Battlecat's first mm-hmm. uh, executive move. Dope. But I didn't sign him. You know, I okay. was still a baby and didn't know the business. Right. But I just had great relationships okay. that could take us both to another level. So mm-hmm. really, Greg, and then was instrumental. And the anti from Outburst Records, mm-hmm. uh, respect to them both for Outburst had uh, Dre and uh, uh, BG Knockout too. Yeah, eventually, yeah, yeah, they, yeah, right, they, right. they did, but mm-hmm. they had Mork and Steph first before okay. then. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, they was very successful with, mm-hmm. with DJ Quick as well, and second mm-hmm. to none. You know, they helped them get their deals as oh, well. Oh, with Profile, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I didn't so know that. this is yeah. this is this is a, like another. Uh, big brother like a puffy, you know. Okay. We, we can look at Greedy Greg in that mm-hmm. sense because it's his his relationships for mm-hmm. him taking us to Leon Coins, mm-hmm. who was California based. I didn't even know he was California based mm-hmm. with the culture of hip hop mm-hmm. and understood the Crip and Blood and mm-hmm. all that. He was there. He seen a whole lot. Mm-hmm. I didn't know until later on in his career. Mm-hmm. But he was for me. He was the perfect candidate to mm-hmm. you know to uh, be a voice for us mm-hmm. and take our sound and movement to Russell. Mm-hmm. Russell digged it. Next thing you know is R-A-L, Russell, Russell Associated Label, which was another uh, company, you know. Was that, that through Def Jam? They were still Def Jam, okay. but you know he had another. I remember the R-A-L, uh, yeah. What would you call those labels? Subsidiary. Yeah, subsidiary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Labels, you know, uh, that he took a chance on, mm-hmm. you know. So mm-hmm. it's cool. It had to. Yeah, because Russ. He was tied in with L.A. because he got South Central Cartel around mm, that same yeah, time, too. Me? He you brought them me? to Def Jam, too. So yeah. he, that's one thing I love about <clears throat> Russell, and that's why we give him so much props and so much in so many ways praise, too. Mm-hmm. But not worship. I don't worship mm-hmm. no one. Nah. But we give him praise for him having an open mind and mm-hmm. the ear about the culture and the music and what we was talking about. Mm-hmm. 
He thought mm-hmm. it was ingenious to, and how how we put music together and express yeah. ourselves. Yeah. I was shocked when he went and got even South Central Cartel, you know what I'm saying, for him to be from the East Coast and then a lot of their artists to be, you know, LL. And, yeah, if you, you want to go back, since yeah. you mentioned LL, it's mm-hmm. LA niggas first that give, the, if you want to know that the first history and sound of East Coast and West Coast is with Russell embracing the LA Posse, which is DJ Pooh, Marfa. Breeze. Uh, was Breeze a part of that? No, no, we're talking about producers first. Okay, That's okay. The, we're talking about the sound of California mm-hmm. to New York. By him embracing the L.A. Posse, which is Bobcat, DJ Pooh, Muffler, and Daryl Daryl yeah, Pierce, DJ Bobcat, and, you know, and, and Pooh. I mean, that I'm glad that that happened because then it showed that we we do have a lot in common. Stop, you know, looking mm-hmm. at us like we're not equal to this thing called mm-hmm. music. You know, mm-hmm. you know, for us to discriminate and stereotype each other mm-hmm. that way is it's 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 it's. it's Oh, you just you just you just taught me something though. Yeah. So hold on. So Bobcat is from LA. Yeah, from Forties. Really? So really? Yeah. That's I my thought big, Bobcat that's was the East Coast cat because yeah. he was LA. You talking about LL? Right. Right. Bobcat, because right? because yeah because you know at that time you know you know no at that time we didn't have it where Bobcat could you know he didn't he didn't step out just early on where you can mm-hmm. see his discography mm-hmm. where he's from. Beyond the pillars ah, of okay. what the industry painted, right? You right, know what I'm saying. Right. So that uh, the ones that know to know, yeah. like L L yeah. could tell you, because yeah. that helped Todd, aka LL, learn about LA real quick. You know, damn, I thought I'm talking about Perro Street Bobcat Code was from he, Queens or some shit. No, Bobcat is from nah, LA out the forties. That's my that's mentor. Crazy. That's who gave me yeah. the opportunity to become Battle Cat. Okay. Uh, uh, as well as Greg Mack, uh, you know, becoming mm-hmm. a KD mix master for mm-hmm. a legendary radio station. Yeah, yeah. Shout and, out to Greg Mack. He yeah. broke easy shit back yeah, in the day, he right? He broke a lot of yeah. our shit. Yeah. So, um, um, we was talking about producers and, and, uh, Russell getting behind mm-hmm. the LA scene. It was mm-hmm. with those producers first. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Bobcat could tell a story and Poole and the other members can tell a story, uh, better than I can. But I was so happy that that happened. Um, cause it gave us a voice. So mm-hmm. we talking about Dub C. He another one to come out. And then mm-hmm. Warren G. Mm-hmm. You know, it's about yep. four, four to yep. five, yep. five to six acts that come out of Los Angeles, California. Dub Russell Simmons. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Jail was in jail. Yeah, jail felony. Mm-hmm. You feel me? From mm-hmm. uh, out of uh, what San Diego? San Diego. San Diego yeah. That's West Coast. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's why when I hear Dre or Cube. Say thank God for Russell Simmons because mm-hmm. it's the truth, man. You know that mm-hmm. was the Barry Gordy of hip hop, mm-hmm. and he took a chance on us. Yeah, no other record companies did mm-hmm. like that. Between Priority Profile and Def Jam, mm-hmm. we were so grateful that they they loved us like that. Yeah, you know, and it gave us a, a, a platform to really, really, really be heard. Yeah, so you produced uh, Domino's first hit. Right. Yeah, yeah, the whole album, the nine whole out of ten. Album. What was his first hit? Ghetto Jam. Ghetto Jam. That's in nineteen ninety four. Yeah. They still play is that here we go, here, here we, we go. go. They yeah. still play that shit at barbecues. And man, shit. that's it's crazy, man. <laughs> you know, we 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 are so grateful for that. Yeah. You know what was that like? I mean, cause now Banging on Wax was it was it, it was it had its commercial success, but it was kind of an underground thing. Where, where the, it, it now, underground it went gold. Yeah, it really. It's that's just, what I'm saying. It, 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 but it, it now really Domino's Ghetto Jam. Now you on that's a hit. That's yeah. Billboard. We that's wanted to show, we wanted to diversify yeah. our, our music. Yeah, 
expression you know mm-hmm. we we was we wanted to have a chance we mm-hmm. knew that game banging wasn't gonna get right. us to the top yeah but because we didn't have the machine like mm-hmm. um like death like death row mm-hmm. but see even death row didn't allow it mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. even though they behind the scenes all mm-hmm. bring the whole culture into the in, into the entertainment but mm-hmm. uh good music and good conversation mm-hmm. and and painting another picture of being poverty stricken and on the adversities of life. That's what I wanted to get the next album of banging on wax mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. that showed the root of where this come from instead mm-hmm. of just talking about killing each mm-hmm. other. That's what so you my, had nothing to do with the, the, the off spring, the offshoots of banging on wax. Like you had the NOTS and you had the, the, well, the, the NOTS was before banging on wax, you know, and that's my boy Kiki Loco from really? Orleans. So okay. that, that's, it was it was kind of lightweight. It could have been inspired from that. Ah, you feel okay. me? That was, that was before, after. way before. Okay, yeah, you know, okay. we, and, and and DJ Quick between yeah. DJ Quick and and the yeah. uh, niggas off the streets. You know, yeah. my boy from Harlem, yeah. Kiki Loco. Those two records really ultimately was the had to be the inspiration yeah. to go into banging the wax because mm-hmm. they both was doing it through mixtapes, right? Where the first person to have distribution. And putting records out in the industry, Crippin was was the True Blue. Yeah, they did that professionally. True Blue. Yeah, yeah. True so, Blue. Yeah. Uh, big shout out to Kiki Loco. Mm-hmm. So, um, but DJ Quick, his was in the form of a mixtape, yeah. and it was crazy. Like you said, we had to turn down. Yeah. yeah. I never heard of DJ yeah. Quick until the Crips in my hood from '60s was driving down the street playing his mixtape yeah. because his artistic expression yeah. was so creative Quick was and he was so poetic, yeah. poetic with his yeah. with his shit yeah. it's like we heard something beyond him dissing Crips yeah yeah and we just it we just we just had to have it his mm-hmm. voice his arrangement his selection mm-hmm. of samples and drum mm-hmm. production it was just like right it was like a a, a mirror reflection or shadow mm-hmm. of of Dre mm-hmm. but on, on another level yeah. a little a little bit more Edgier in a yeah. sense because we're talking about the language and the culture mm-hmm. of cripping and blood. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you can imagine the rest. So, so now you got a hit record. So, I mean, did 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 life change for you at that point? The domino comes out. You yes. know, more opportunities. I'm gonna tell know, you this. Arrived. Man, this opportunity I didn't even see coming. Mm-hmm. I'm mixing the last record of Sweet Potato Pie. Mm-hmm. Uh, another gentleman named uh, Andre Harris, rest in peace, who had. Uh, a relationship with Harry O and mm-hmm. Jay King from Club Nouveau. Mm-hmm. They're watching me mix this record. Mm-hmm. The Chronic I'm, is, is, is I'm just, it's chronic. yeah, The Chronic is out. Mm-hmm. But they can't believe it's another producer in here that got the same intensity and creativity of Dr. Dre. Mm-hmm. The door's wide open. They're playing tennis. I mean, not tennis. They playing ping pong at uh, this legendary studio called uh, Skip Sailor. That's where Quick did his first record. That's why I did my first record. At. So they hand me mix this record. It's got all this funk and this melodic shit. that's banging. You know, it's a remake of uh, SOS Band by mm-hmm. Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, and and uh, you no know, produced by them. I kill it. While I'm mixing this record, I get a post. They're like, man, I can't believe these records I'm hearing. So what are you doing? I said, yeah, I'm just going down the list. This is the last record. And they was they was bugging because they was hearing my, my technique. I had this white boy named uh, Sean Freehill 
what we would actually do was go back and forth. We was listening to the chronic. So he had this little radio, so he patched uh, he patched the, the, the radio so we can hear it through the system. So we playing the cassette of the chronic. No, the CD of the chronic. And then we playing my record through the board. So we just kept going back and forth, matching the frequency and matching the intensity of my mixes with Dre's mixes. Mm-hmm. So because we wanted to level up, he was heavy on bass and mm-hmm. Quality, you know, mm-hmm. mixing, you know, mm-hmm. <clears throat> we couldn't believe this edge and the sound. And I wanted to make sure that I had the same impact coming out of Cali mm-hmm. because that was our Quincy Jones of rap on the West Coast, and we 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 pioneered our shit behind greatness. That was necessary. That anything else coming out of Cali had to have that intense. Intensity and, and and quality of production as far as mixes, mm-hmm. elements, everything in it. So we're going back and forth. We're playing every record. And they hearing us do this. They already know who Dre is and the man who put the money up, which happened to be Harry O. Mm-hmm. Once they find out that I didn't have all the tools around me, meaning proper representation as a manager or lawyer, they was like, man, you mean to tell me you're mixing this Domino album? And you're not signed and you don't have, you know, uh, a manager or a lawyer in place. Thing go mine. They like, oh, shit, this, we got another Dre. Mm-hmm. But he from South Central. Where you from? Out the 60s, you know. What? Well, you need, you need some representation, bro. This is, this is an incredible record. They get on the phone. <laughs> Man, I don't know how that happened. Mm-hmm. Bro, we're talking about Harry O sitting down, but he got a phone where he is. Mm-hmm. So message get back for Harry O to call. Harry O calls. Uh, they tell him the scenario. And, and I get on the phone with him. I, I, I walk away from my mix. And uh, that brother uh, helped administrate my business and taught me the value of my production because I didn't even know what I was worth. Wow. You know, Harry O, Harry O, from Michael Harris, who's home behind my the wall. Big, my yeah, big shout brother, out to Harry O. He brother, did that from behind the wall. He did for that you. from behind the wall wow. for me. So, wow. he um, got in in position and helped me with that. Put some paperwork together so he could mm-hmm. I could be you know managed be managed by him under his production. Mm-hmm. And uh, he still had you know a a, a relationship with Suge mm-hmm. and David Kenner at the time. Mm-hmm. So, um, getting the representation and everything in place, you know, um, they put the record out without my permission or without the proper documentation in place. Outburst did. Yeah, outburst did. But it was still necessary for them to do so Mm -hmm. because timing is of the essence. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, the record, the single is out. It's on the radios making noise. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm not knowing all the reasons of where this record is is touching. I'm upset. I'm happy, but I'm confused because I know I ain't got my money yet. Mm-hmm. And I know something is owed to me. Mm-hmm. Harry, you'll say, listen, we're going to be smart about this. Don't sue because you, you're coming new into the game. You don't want to blackball yourself. His reputation is way more stronger than yours. You don't have the money. Mm-hmm. 
I could get behind you, but let me show you your value. This mm-hmm. is Russell Simmons. I know about his get down, cat. Mm-hmm. I study everyone in the game, from movies, television, all over the execs. I, 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 I know how this is going to go. Mm-hmm. We're going to let the record do what it do. Mm-hmm. Let it sell. We're going to do a cease and desist at the end. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then you're going to know what your value is. And this is going to be money you ain't never seen in your life. Mm-hmm. Come to find out the album was about 300, almost 400,000. I walked away with almost 200K mm-hmm. out of that 300 something thousand dollar, mm-hmm. 400 something thousand dollar, yeah. whatever uh, yeah. deal, which mm-hmm. was incredible. Then mm-hmm. he said, this is what your value is. You're worth 20 to 25,000 a track. Mm-hmm. I would have did the whole album for maybe a couple of dollars. Yeah. Because yeah. I didn't know my value. So Harry O gave you a whole valuation. A whole different approach yeah, that's, and, and that's comprehension dope. of how this game yeah. can go. So you don't want to blackball yourself. Man. Yeah. They would have put that record on the shelf. Mm-hmm. And it wouldn't have never performed. You wouldn't have found. You would have yeah. struggled a little exactly. bit more to get yeah. talent and uh, your name. Mm-hmm into this game mm-hmm. and I'm glad it happened that way mm-hmm. so man that's dope so now you're a hit producer bonafide yes, at this point yeah, bonafide what are some of the hit records name them off that you can remember I'm talking about uh, your, you know your top tens yeah well it's so many to name man name a few of them bro um, Spice One mm-hmm. uh, um, uh, America's Nightmare uh, what you do on go, What'd you do on that record? Uh, Busters, Busters can't see me. Busters can't see me. But yeah, my yeah. Uzi go that's, that's literally yeah. one of my favorite. Yeah. We talk about this. Yeah. You know, Spice is one of my favorite rappers. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Went go with that. Uh, yeah. uh, we can freak it. Corrupt album. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eastsiders. Uh, Baby Boy soundtrack. Okay. Players Club soundtrack. Okay. Exhibit. Uh, Restless. Hmm. Uh, Faith Evans. Uh, Damn. There's so many to name, man. So you probably, what, maybe about, what, five, ten million records sold? Yeah. At the well, bare 150 million. 150. Oh, my yeah, bad. Yeah, my bad. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's yeah. a low bar. Yeah, no, no, that's all <laughs> He's good. He's at 150 million. Yeah, 150 million. Yeah. yeah. Damn. See, sometimes I do yeah. the research before. It also <laughs> says uh, Madonna. Is Madonna? Yeah, I signed to Madonna, you know, through Harry O. And really? uh, my, my, uh, my other big brother of the industry named uh, John McClain and Howard Johnson. Howard Johnson, mm-hmm. no, John's John McClain, who put uh, uh, Jimmy Jim and uh, and Terry Lewis together with uh, with Janet Jackson, mm-hmm. you know, those were close uh, mentors and friends of mine, mm-hmm. and uh, they stayed with me when I was on in the management with Harry O. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, what was your situation with Madonna? Well, well, do 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 these two gentlemen I named along with mm-hmm. Harry O. They was able to launch me a deal. Wow, over there, okay, and they. Um, so you were signed to a label, or did yeah, you have? yeah, okay, a, yeah, okay. Maverick Records. I, I, I just—it's funny that you speak on that. I just got the rights to my masters uh, uh, a couple of days ago. Here okay. we made that happen. Congratulations! My one, one uh, I think it's twenty-nine records. So, yeah, congratulations! I, I get a chance to re, re, remaster it, mix it, and, and put it back out. A lot of people. Uh, love the single uh-huh. and a few records that I put out, or I let link on the promotional, mm-hmm. but you know, Japan loved it, you know. So, so what was that like working with Maverick and Madonna? Well, it was incredible because see, she's really been into the 
the culture mm-hmm. and, the, and the sound of African American, you know, mm-hmm. people who a lot of people didn't know it. Madonna fuck with the rappers. Yeah, she loved Pac yeah. and whoever else. That's you what think I'm saying. My boy she Bobcat. My Bobcat was signed. Yeah. Uh, the first rapper she signed was Bobcat. Wow. You know, and because he, you know, he he did incredible things with mm-hmm. with uh with writing records like I Need Love and mm-hmm. Candy and all that. So mm-hmm. she 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 studied West Coast musicians and and yeah. producers and artists. From day one, mm-hmm. and so uh, she was very much intrigued in what I brought to the table, and the situation seemed right. And between her and Freddie the Man, they they uh, cut the deal, cut the check, you know. Mm-hmm. But you, did you crank some hit records out for uh, Maverick? No, no, I didn't. Mm-hmm. And eventually, uh, uh, I mean, unfortunately, because mm-hmm. of uh, po- politics and different mm-hmm. situations, you know, you know, with Harry O being in the in the mix of things mm-hmm. like he was successfully, they just didn't want to see him win, so they kind of like shelved it because mm-hmm. of political. Mm-hmm. Situations, but she still loved me. She still cut the check. Yeah, know, we didn't have to yeah. pay it back. So it was a blessing. Big <laughs> shout out to Madonna. Oh, that's dope, bro. Well, you know, so and I'm gonna dope. shout out the Bay too because he's done some of my favorite uh, E40. Oh man, yeah, Drew, Drew down, down. Like, yeah, Drew down. Bad. Yeah, yeah, my bad, man. Yeah. Come on, the can you so feel? Because you need the can you feel? Yeah, can yeah, you feel yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, yeah. I, yeah. I, I was so happy to have worked with the Bay because I've the been Charlie a fan Hustle. of the Bay. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Charlie Hustle. That's another uh, man. Man, you know my shit. I love it. Well, he did the sauce money one right yeah, that, yeah, that record yes, was hot yes yes mm-hmm. that was crazy because that was uh one of my first time hearing uh east coast rapper and fat joe was over over the record i did yeah yeah called mm-hmm. get breaded so mm-hmm. having sauce money and him over my production you know it said a lot about that i have finally arrived in mm-hmm. my and i must have a diverse sound for them to appreciate or oh, they would have felt like no i'm not gonna do this because it's e40 i'm gonna do it because this shit is hot mm-hmm. you know so uh, mm-hmm. it, then the Nate Dog, the, the oh, Loyalty man. and Betrayal it's, album. Man, there's so many, man. There's yeah. so many, man. Uh, Buster Rhymes, uh, Brian McKnight. Uh, the list goes on, yeah. man. Pac? Me, you got Pac? Yeah, Pac. I did a, a, a couple of remixes for him. Uh, I Get Around Remix and Temptation Remix. And mm-hmm. It was amazing with the temp, uh, the Temptation Remix. He was That's when he had first caught that case where he had to go sit down for the allegedly uh, rape case mm-hmm. uh he he reached out to interscope and, and sent him a letter that uh that he wrote to me to uh hire me to, to do the song he had loved all the uh, uh catalog that i was putting out you know mm-hmm. producing cam and yo-yo and those those other two artists i produce as well as mm-hmm. dub c and west side connect he just loved so much of the work he was just like, man, your sound is unique, man, and I want to be a part of it. If you can, I would love for you to remake, remake it. If mm-hmm. if not, I got Warren G to do it. So, but I ended up doing it because I I wanted the opportunity. I, I only seen him once before he uh, he had, he had did that time, and that was uh, between those two albums. Uh, he was upset because his favorite room was blocked out for a month, and that was mm-hmm. over at uh, in Burbank, not too far from here, mm-hmm. and. Uh, like who's this battle cat? You know, cat. He just got the shit on lock. You know, mm-hmm. he must got the heat. So uh, the people in the front uh, told me that Tupac wanted to see me, so I invited mm-hmm. him in, and I played him about forty records. And he was like, "Damn, man, we need to get out. I, I want this, 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 and this, and this." And then that's when he went off. Mm-hmm. You know, so, damn. So wow, to jail. You did a uh, backyard boogie for Mac Ten too, huh? No, that's Bobcat. That's Bobcat that's, did yeah, that? Yeah, that's okay. his work. I thought that was your record. Yeah, yeah. See, that name Bobcat and Battlecat <laughs> yeah. is always 
you know, uh-huh. conflict sometimes. Yeah, but, yeah. But that's him. That's his work. Okay, you know? and, okay. And I'm proud of him and that work. So let me ask you this. So, I mean, out here in L.A., I mean, obviously you have Dre. You yeah. know what I mean? You have Quick. Yes. Um, is Premier from out here? No, Premier no. is from North Carolina. North Carolina. But big shout out to uh, to the homie while we on this podcast. Mm-hmm. I know you, you and him as friends from No Limit. I did a record. KLC. With, uh, uh, from I, Beats by the Pound? Uh, yeah, I, no, I did a record for uh, Master P. Okay, okay. Uh, called Friend of Mine's. Okay. That actually plaqued on the, on, the true, on the true soundtrack. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Shout out to, wanted, to I, the homie. I wanted to just add that to my, <laughs> my uh, legacy. <laughs> yeah. In history or, or catalogs. So yeah, for sure. Master PZ. Yeah, for sure. So how do, how do Dre, Quick, and some of the other premier uh, producers out here how do they? How did they embrace you? You know what I mean. How do you guys embrace each other? You you know what it is when you when your work speak for itself. Mm-hmm. You know, and because hip hop can be competitive. Yeah, so. it definitely is. But mm-hmm. you know, they are DJs and they are connoisseurs mm-hmm. and and real good music. And that's one mm-hmm. thing I wanted to do. I wanted to have a diverse uh, approach to music because I mm-hmm. love jazz, reggae, gospel, funk, R and B. I love it all, and I make sure that any opportunity I get, I. I I give it my all and an expression that I how much I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And so when it when I was given the opportunity to work with Rafael Sadiq, that's another one, mm-hmm. another brother from Tony Tony Tony. Mm-hmm. That was amazing, you know, because now I I get a chance to show, showcase uh, more in depth my mm-hmm. my musicality, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm glad that I did, you know, mm-hmm. and you know you can come to a, a certain level where you need to take your uh, your skill set to another level, you know. So, like I said, I I I only read music by mm-hmm. sonically, not right. read, and that's, right. that's just being lazy. But you know, um, <laughs> yeah, this is the year that I'm taking that to another level. Yeah, and and I got the great people around me to show me how to the fundamentals of reading yeah. music because you yeah. know reading is essential. You have yeah. to have that, you know, if absolutely you excel on on on, a, on different levels mm-hmm. of of music, especially scoring. And yeah, things of that sort. You know, have so. you been able to share a record with you know Quick or Dre or any any of the other producers out here? It's funny that you say that. I did a remix for Dr. Dre and Snoop. He, he don't he don't he don't let no one touch his music. I did the mm-hmm. Dippin' remix, and that was my first time sharing success in the collaboration with him. I produced it mm-hmm. by myself, but. I still implemented some of the familiar elements from his from the original record, and that's dipping. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. were you working with Hitman too? There wasn't Hitman. Uh, no, I haven't did anything for the the the, the aftermath staff gotcha. or producers. I just, yeah. you know, it was Dre's passion to say, "Hey, let Cat take a mm-hmm. uh, uh, a hit at, at producing remixing my record." I love the shit he did for the East Siders. You know, mm-hmm. that was he loved the funk and he loved how. Yeah. Like yeah. I said, creative and different. I was. I, I never had a copy, copy style, mm-hmm. copy style of someone else's contribution. I will always bring familiar elements to to pay homage to the mm-hmm. forefathers or the ones before me that paved the For way. Sure. Yeah. But I I made it uh, minds whatever have ever have uh, uh, its own distinctive sound, and it was important to them that if they was going to let another producer do it, it was someone who had. Uh, an appreciation for all music, yeah. and mm-hmm. to incorporate that when it, you know once I was given a t- chance to produce. So I'm curious, um, who is Battlecat's top five producers? Quincy Jones, Barry White, 
Curtis Mayfield, Dr. Dre. Barry Gordy. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. We talking about somebody who did it yeah. on all platforms. Yeah. We're not talking about one dimensional way. Right. That's why. Now I have some others new ones, but they're mm-hmm. not my favorite top five. Yeah, of all time. You know, I love yeah. them all and they know who they are. They know I love them too. Yeah. But where I'm going and when I'm mm-hmm. uh 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 myself mm-hmm. after is those type of producers. Right, right. From film <clears throat> to R and B to hip hop, mm-hmm. they touched it all. I, I could say, I could say Puffy though too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. he was, he's, he is a producer. I've been right. in the room with him and I seen his contribution. Yeah. His instrument is, is his mouth. He ain't got to touch shit. I do the same so thing. I, I was, I was mm-hmm. amazed to see him yeah, do that for sure. So if I had to add someone along with that, it would be yeah. that. But and and fifteen hundred or nothing. Yeah. Shout because, out to fifteen hundred. Yeah, because yeah, they, they are on that level. Yeah. They're not one dimensional in. Yeah. As a producer, they yeah. do it. They do it all. Fast. Yeah, because they got what Rihanna, Nip, yes, all man. of that. Yeah. They are band. They yeah. are band. They are writers. Yeah, they dope. Mm-hmm. They do it all. Yeah, we they done some stuff with them too for uh, P. So that's seven. Yeah, I don't have a top five. I got a top yeah. seven. I love <laughs> seven. So, so let me ask you this: You being from '60s and the late great Nip being from '60s, did you know Nip? Yeah, I knew him. Yeah, how did that make you feel? You know, what I'm saying as being an elder statesman at the time that he kind of came in. You know, him representing the neighborhood and having the impact he had. Um, I was happy, man. You know, his his expectation, man. We couldn't even put no limits on that for one, and it surprised me because of his educational aspect of mm-hmm. it. You know, reading and studying. Mm-hmm. You know, the ins and outs and the highs and the lows of this thing called entertainment and, and then life itself, you know, the books he, he was reading, mm-hmm. you know. I, I didn't know early on that he was so, you know, in tune with uh himself, you know, mm-hmm. even though he was when I when I met him, you know, of course he was he was on the front line, you know, he was hustling, banging, cripping, but pursuing his music and he looked up to me, you know. Mm-hmm. You met it, him in the neighborhood yeah, or through the, the industry? Okay. In, in, not the industry, the mm-hmm. neighborhood first, you know. I had a friend named uh, Snake and Dave, a professional dancer out of out of Watts, you know, that told me about him. I said, man, he right in your backyard, in your hood, you know, you should check him out. He's making a lot of noise. So me being so uh, thrusted in, in, in this industry and, I got to understand that if you're going to keep your ears to the streets, you know, you must listen to anything and everything as much as you can. But I was almost like a late bloomer as a legend, uh, adopting that element to doing doing music, because at that time I was still trying to retool me and get me back in perspective with my mm-hmm. business. And, you know, mm-hmm. I took a, uh, a fall from grace mm-hmm. in, in this music industry because of my personal get down. But mm-hmm. you know, and it was a perfect time for me to, to get to know him or someone out of my neighborhood because I had a few homies that was in a group with me that was from the neighborhood, and uh, one of them got killed, and the other one, you know, you know, he went through some personal things. So mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's kind of you know, my inspiration was kind of crazy. You know, my grandmother had passed at that time. You know, mm-hmm. I had to be there for my mother. And man up on the so it's a whole lot of different things going on, but mm-hmm. I still was enthused, you know, doing music. I didn't, I didn't give up on music. I just mm-hmm. wasn't, 
wasn't all the way there with mm-hmm. being inspired to produce someone or mm-hmm. break an artist. And that was, that was another thing with Battle Cat. I, I, I had to understand that for me to really make it, make it like Dre or anyone mm-hmm. that does this, you have to break an break artist, an artist grab, yeah. grab one, mm-hmm. give him everything he need, educate him, groom him, lace him, mm-hmm. give him the best songs possible and, and get the right relationships and opportunities to, to you know, to, mm-hmm. to captivate the, 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 uh, opportunity or whatnot. So he can, he, he gets a message that I'm looking for him. Mm-hmm. And, um, we, after we visited his house and he wasn't there. And, uh, a few days later, he pulled up in front of my house. He already knew where I lived. That was crazy. He came by himself. <laughs> uh, yeah. I said, damn, man, he reminded me so much of my brother. My brother, rest in peace, you know, has the mm-hmm. same persona and aura mm-hmm. of him, tall, slinky, like Snoop or whatnot. Mm-hmm. He gets out. I meet, I greet him in my, on my front lawn and, hey, what's up, big homie? I love your work. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I'm in this shit. I'm making mixtapes. I want in. Can you help me? I would love to work with you. And uh, we exchange numbers. And then for me, I was just watching, you know what I'm saying? Because I didn't really know him. And mm-hmm. I wanted to check out his pedigree mm-hmm. in the streets, you know. So I didn't really go to too many people to check him out. But uh, uh, an OG in my hood named Big D said, Caddy Solid. You know, he making noise. You know, you should, you should fuck with him. So uh, it took me a while because I was prideful and private. At least I thought I was. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just wanted to make sure that all the, the surroundings, you know, his the people, the art, you know, the, not the audience, but the company that he kept. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't know a lot of these the young G's that yeah. was becoming yep. uh, affiliates, if not active yep. bangers. And he had a lot of them around him. And yep. I'm like, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't need a pass. I don't yeah. need him to protect me and tell me. Tell them that I'm good mm-hmm. and I'm one hundred. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of that. You know, he, he has some, he has some, some hard hitters around him, and, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, I just watched him indirect just to see how his flow mm-hmm. was going to be. You know, how was he? What was what was going to be his 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 business business etiquette and mm-hmm. and getting into the field? How was he going to put Crippen and being from Rolling Sixty? in perspective mm-hmm. to where it wouldn't overthrow mm-hmm. him coming into an industry. So I had mm-hmm. to watch. So I didn't participate for yeah. a lot of it. Yeah. He and he was progressing, you know, mm-hmm. the, the Crenshaw clothing line, the T's, the Sloss and T's, you mm-hmm. know, all that. I was like, wow, you know, it it should have made me go. But mm-hmm. like I said, I was going through some shit and I didn't want them to see mm-hmm. what how much I was going through. So I mm-hmm. just I just kept watching and watching and watching until mm-hmm. one day I got a call and it was like cat. I'm, I'm bubbling, making some noise. I still want to fuck with you. When can you come and check your boy out, boy out? And I was like, all right. So, one of the producers named uh, uh, Bink out of VA, Bink the Monster, incredible producer, along with Mike and Keys out of Sac. They are working on an album, and uh, I think it's the Victory mm-hmm. app, and uh, it's, this, it's this song called Real Big. And then they was very fun of Roger Trotman in, in the talk box mm-hmm. from out of Dayton, Ohio. So he was like, man, can you, we don't know Teddy. We don't know quick like that. You or that dude mm-hmm. on the West for us, you mm-hmm. know, could you, you know, bring something to the tables and come listen to the song and see if you can put some on that record. And I did. So I accompanied him and Marsha and, uh, and Brodus, uh, that's her name. And, um, uh, Marsha and, uh, and, um, Nipsey on that real big record. And mm-hmm. it, it was a touching record. 
and then the melodic and the mm-hmm. flow of it. So he wasn't there when I did the talk box. Everybody mm-hmm. there, and they just you know losing their mind because I'm bringing some some flavor to the shit. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, did you know Shitty Cuz? No, not at all. Yeah, because I know them. I, I guess you wouldn't because they're younger. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? You know, I, I mean, you know, you. I travel and go yeah. visit, you know, yeah. but I didn't really have a reason to be in in that hood like right. that, right. you know, where they were because, yeah. you know, uh, yeah. you know, some guys just, didn't, you know, they didn't want it. They didn't want it. Yeah. The hood's funny like that. Same thing with me when I go back to Kansas City. Mm-hmm. It's like my neighborhood mm-hmm. is always going to be my neighborhood, but the end of the day, they don't know me. They're younger. It's yeah, a whole, it's a whole another another generation. generation. You know what I'm saying? We're we talking about. I guess at that time we're talking about maybe ten years. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I've been grew. Yeah, and surpassed the hood. Right, but right. I would never forget where I come from. Exactly, so I know how to cherry pick a yeah. few and bring them with me. Yeah, and let them see. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, mm-hmm. the glips and glams and the and the, and the, the whole structure. Let them see of, something different. Yeah, something yeah. different. So that that was important to me. Yeah. That was my way of giving back. Yeah, you know, uh, uh, I got another homie named Rob, uh, Robin Hood. He was a producer. He's an executive businessman now behind one of fifteen hundreds and nothings uh, uh, go getters mm-hmm. named Brody. You know, so I, I, I watch him evolve. Jay Stone, I watch him evolve. Yeah. Cubby, all of them. They, I mean, I was just amazed on how they still was able to be men, family mm-hmm. men, even though they come from the struggles and mm-hmm. the culture of being irreparable from 60s. Mm-hmm. They still learned how to separate the two. And it, yeah. and, and it, it hurted us all to see uh, uh, him only go so far. Yeah. You know, because he was, he was our Martin Luther King or, yeah. or whoever you can think of that as a leader that really want to take the narrative of how and the perception of how they look at someone yeah. that come out the sixties, he was helping change and, and, and for sure helping us evolve, sure. yeah. you know, taking the evolution of of someone who come from that exactly. to another level. And then we got artists like Snoopy, who definitely was a, a mentor of that. Mm-hmm. Someone who super crypt bang did mm-hmm. the whole thing, the whole nine yards. Mm-hmm. You know, damn near facing murder, but then yep. you know survived it and surpassed yeah. it, and ha- happened to be a hero. Of someone who you know, which yeah. was I had to inspire anyone else who's, who's crippled to do it that way. So, Absolutely, you know, he was on his way. Yeah, yeah. Now nah, that's the crazy thing about it because I met Nip a few times with P. You know, actually at fifteen hundred or nothing. Oh wow. You know, and he always had a man, dude. And I said this even before he passed away. Dude just had a beautiful spirit. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like he was hella. He's hella mannerable. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And just kind of. You know, genuine. Yeah. You know what I mean? It yeah. was he was genuine, and I seen right off. I mean, we spoke briefly, but like super articulate, yeah. super. You know what yes. I'm saying? Just introspective yeah. and and you yes. know intelligent. So, yes. uh, yeah, that was crazy. Because when he passed away, even though I didn't know him personally, mm-hmm. I took it personal. You know, and I think a lot of people did because we know that whole dynamic of what happened. Just the hood bullshit, just straight, just jealousy and hating. Yeah. And you can see yourself. You know, I seen that. I could how it could happen to me. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And I took it very personal. Like I knew, dude. Like yes. I knew. When him, you put your you know heart I mean? into something that you yeah. see that that is the reflection of yourself, mm-hmm. it, it it just happens like that. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's it's okay. You know, mm-hmm. to feel that way and and or whatnot. And um, it it, it was devastating, man. Mm-hmm. And it even happened to be a 
a participant to the service. You know, I never mm-hmm. thought that I would be at the service DJing, mm-hmm. you know, being a voice for 1500 in the West Coast mm-hmm. and the hood mm-hmm. and celebrating, you know, the next life and the next level of him, mm-hmm. you know, uh, from all his contribution that he put down. I, it, 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 it was a crazy situation to mm-hmm. be thrusted into that. But, you know, I had to. Yeah, understand right. that you I'm sure a leader. Were. I just remember you sure were. Yeah, at I the, was, you was at the Staples, yeah. right? Yeah, 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 that was me in the blood. Yes, sir. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I remember hug, that now. Hugging that, hugging that yeah. microphone. And, yeah. yeah. And yeah. happened to open it mm-hmm. up. You know, people needed to feel like mm-hmm. it's okay to cry, mm-hmm. but we have to celebrate. We have to. I mean, I mean, when I start, when I start seeing who was in the crowd, the mm-hmm. Beyonces, whoever, mm-hmm. you know. TDE, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's, you know, it was crazy. I, I get a I get a text, and it's showing me on CNN in front of me while I'm live. I'm not mm-hmm. even thinking about it as being syndicated mm-hmm. worldwide like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So, but I had to toughen up mm-hmm. and not let that mm-hmm. be a distraction. Just mm-hmm. be a vessel and a voice for the moment of what we're doing. Mm-hmm. So when I look back at the band, because we didn't have no one to. You know, there to introduce us. Mm-hmm. So I'm just thinking that I'm I'm going to just be playing my my record. Mm-hmm. I mean, his records, mm-hmm. and the band was just going to you know do a few tunes, and that was it. But mm-hmm. I had to be a voice and mm-hmm. tell people, "Hey, let's celebrate." Mm-hmm. I remember that up. now. I remember you know, that now. Yeah, let's celebrate Nipsey Hustle. Let's mm-hmm. go. You know. Mm-hmm. So I said, "Say less. Say what you need to say. Get them up." Mm-hmm. And so that's when my MC. Mm-hmm. Voice, the master of the ceremony had yeah. to interject, you know, project into this crowd, mm-hmm. and I had to, you know, you know, like how uh, Kid Capri mm-hmm. or or, mm-hmm. or or a little John who, you know, yeah, MC yeah, for sure, lift everyone up because yeah. everybody's spirits was lost, yeah. in, in a dark place. So mm-hmm. by me standing up with fire, wow, it lit that whole place up, and we, mm-hmm. and then we was okay. We was like. Whew, yeah. Let's get this going because yeah. the picture and then seeing the casket to yeah. the right and looking yeah. at yeah. Lo, no That's widow tough. and family That's moms tough. and pops, it was like they all had their eyes on us. So it's like, bros, just stand up mm-hmm. and give them a sense of mm-hmm. breath, support. Breath yeah. There, you know, yeah. like this is it's gonna be all right. Yeah, we, surround, we wrap your arms around them, embrace them. Yeah. yeah, we got through it. It was crazy. Damn. So man, rest in peace to Nip. Yeah, um, snaps. Yes, sir. So I mean, so now you're doing a lot with Snoop. Let's 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 go ahead and get to what Battle Cat doing now. Yeah. So I see you working a lot with Snoop. What do yes. you got brewing with Snoop right now? Man, well, listen, West Mount Moore record is one. Mm-hmm. Uh, he definitely has me as that guy, mm-hmm. you know, to uh, help administrate uh, these these goals and dreams that mm-hmm. that him and the crew got. You know, mm-hmm. they've been touring. For so long, mm-hmm. and through this uh, pandemic, you know, uh, little monkey wrench, you know, and us, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, fellowship and being together with mm-hmm. each other, you know, it came to a halt. So they just took their creative minds and said, you know what, you know, we love each other, we respect each other's craft and lane, mm-hmm. you know, let's let's put something together. So too short, spearhead the idea, everyone else filled in, and. Uh, I got a call like, hey, Cat, uh, I know we just did the uh, the verses, but I'm going to need you again. You know, mm-hmm. that was that was a credible mm-hmm. uh, contribution as well. You know, DJing for mm-hmm. D, uh, DMX and Snoopy. Okay. You know, uh, yeah. 
it was another golden opportunity to yeah. to shock the world again. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is something crazy. The two top notch from the, yeah. from the Bay in LA. And yeah. Let's make this happen. So they yeah. said, "Cat, I need you to start putting some blamers together." Mm-hmm. So uh, he called all his constituents and conglomerates of of the music industry, and we just start knocking songs out left and right. And it's it was crazy because I haven't talked to a few of them in a while. So you know, my 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 information was being passed on, and mm-hmm. I got a chance to interact with them over the phone or through email. And and uh, so you did the majority of the records on that. No, I just I I I did a lot of mixing. Okay, okay. I did I did about three on that record. Okay, you know, but I'm all through it. You yeah. know, percussions, yeah. adding other production nice. to other people's production, and nice. I'm I'm glad they was open enough to receive me that mm-hmm. way. You know, because mm-hmm. usually with producers they're very they territorial. They work. like, nah, yeah. man, okay, I don't I don't want yeah. his flavor on my flavor, but. Mm-hmm. They embrace me like Earth, Wind, and Fire, you know, mm-hmm. like brotherhood. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, let's let's see what he got. To tell mm-hmm. him to bring it. We 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 open and nice. they embrace me. So I'm nice. all through it: mixing, uh, production, mm-hmm. mastering, the whole nine yards. And it's it's still in play. Okay. And then that that inspired me as well to do my single. You know, um, yeah. I want I always been an artist behind the scene, mm-hmm. and I've been instrumental in and in, uh, uh, co-producing and writing lyrics and hooks and stuff like that from my family on the west coast so i just thought i'd express myself and show people who kevin is mm-hmm. how kevin became uh uh a producer and, and how how battle cat and kevin uh met and mm-hmm. and what they wanted to do collectively together so i'm telling my story from mm-hmm. what inspired me to be mm-hmm. who i am as a person father mm-hmm. husband Mm-hmm. Friend, brother, the whole nine yards, all that is going into this album. And uh, I sing, I talk box, you know, like Roger. I'm mm-hmm. DJing on the record, all my instrumentation, great instrumentation that everyone loves is, is coming out. It's a beautiful record. My mm-hmm. first single is called um, I'm From Round, I'm From Round the Way. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm from everywhere because, you know, I, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the voice, I'm the, I'm the people's champ that they that they love besides our, our other big brothers of, of this music game. Right. And they feel like, Kat, you need to go ahead and lead and finish what you started, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because we look at you that way, you're a leader. Mm-hmm. You're not just a participant, uh, uh, partner, or player, mm-hmm. team player. You, you more than that, you know. So it's, you know, emerge from the from the background and step step up. Yeah. Center front and 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 voice your 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 yourself express yourself. We got you. We know what you're about. Mm-hmm. Well, we've seen enough, you know, uh, uh, to know that you know you you the one. Mm-hmm. If you could do that for us, you know what I'm saying. Not yeah. to say that Dre or Quick and them won't return and say some things, but mm-hmm. you, Cat, you don't have no you don't have no reason to not uh, step up and mm-hmm. and uh, and embrace, you know. How you putting it out? You doing it independent yourself or well, you sign it, with a label? It's starting independent, but mm-hmm. it's a bidding war jumping off behind uh, Postar Entertainment being instrumental on in that. Mm-hmm. Stan Shepard being instrumental on Shout out to Stan Shepard, boy. Yeah, yeah. and uh, shout out to Harry O as well and yeah. my boy Floyd. It's a, it's, it's, it's a conglomerate of folks who want to see me win. Yeah. And uh, I'm glad that they understand that I need, I'm ready and I understand how this thing goes from mm-hmm. the 
the the next level of of making music on especially on the digital side and mm-hmm. streaming now you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. i didn't understand it and it was very intimidating to yeah be inspired yeah. to yeah. put music out and you don't know how yeah. you're going to benefit yeah because we from the physical age the yes, physical copy age is exactly. a whole different game it's now a whole different game yeah because so. now the music business has become the tech business you know what i'm saying because yeah. that's by which way it's marketed and consumed yeah so it's understanding algorithms playlists yes, marketing it's crazy oh it's a whole different thing the algorithms funny that yeah even on the social yeah. media, man, yeah. they, they're sending you yeah. the shit that they think you like because they see what you, yeah. what you, what you tapping into, exactly. and that's like crazy. And never, yeah. we never even seen that coming, man. From it's from a where whole we come different from. world, bro. Yeah, from so what we, we know. Yeah, yeah so we got to get out the dinosaur <laughs> Flintstones days. Man, you, you just got to do like me, bro. I hire motherfuckers. I hire social media people to do that shit, yes. and I learn as they do it, but. Yeah. I hire because it's a it's a it's right. a lot to and there's it. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I mean, we we seen it even from back in the days mm-hmm. of Russell. Russell did it. I mean, mm-hmm. whatever the the, the the technology or the mm-hmm. languages of the business, you know, mm-hmm. progressing, he he would do the same thing. So mm-hmm. that's how you stay current. And yep, that's uh, cool, bro. Effective. I'm curious, Cat. What do you think about? What's your opinion on the uh, music today? Hip hop music today. It's getting back to it because it's, instead of a lot of the complaining about it like mm-hmm. we was doing and, and, mm-hmm. and almost alienating our own race, mm-hmm. let alone the industry, uh, you know, we still had to watch what we say because we got people in higher places. If we if we're not empowered, you know, mm-hmm. you know, you know, you, you can't do too much or say too much. You know, you still have to watch your mouth out here. Mm-hmm. So. We we did a did that among our own community and and we would lash out and then we f- find find out that we had to really understand at hand what was going on. So it was good to see some G's like Ice T, Snoop, mm-hmm. and all you know turn around and, and apologize to certain artists and mm-hmm. whatnot. Mm-hmm. You know because that's that's the next generation. You know right. you can't really uh, uh, victimize them that way. Or you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, we got nephews and nieces and kids, you know, yeah. up under us. And so if we if we don't have an answer, you know, all that bickering and bitching yeah, about it. Right. It just it just don't look good. The next you, you never know. You can alienate yourself. Hell out, yeah. No you matter. put yourself on an island. Yeah. And I tell people all the time because you got to think, you know, even with the music, because I think we share the same generation yeah. of yes, musically. You know yes, what I'm sir. saying? Um Think about it. When we heard, you know, when you had Grandmaster Flash and 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 uh, what the um, the first record that you said you yeah, heard, yeah, Sugar Hill, Sugar Hill. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then it evolved to gangster rap, N.W.A. We swore by Too Short and N.W.A. and Ghetto Boys and mm-hmm. all that. Mm-hmm. The people before us, they like what? What is that shit? You know yeah. what I'm saying? So the same way that we swore by N.W.A. Spice One, Ice T. You know what I mean? And the people before us, it's the it's a revolving door, just like now. Yes. You know what I mean? So yes. a lot of this music, you know, it's for the kids. It's for it's for the younger generation. You yes. know what I'm saying? So I think it's unfair for us to look at that like, oh, it ain't what our shit was. Yeah. So it's bullshit. Yeah, because we was on know? the worldly shit too. That's we what still I'm saying. About, That's what I'm you saying. You know, knocking other brothers yeah you know girls sure. or wives and all that we yeah. did all that we, yeah. we heard that i just want to fuck you know we yeah. know that and it's just packaged different now yeah. you know what i'm saying but we we, we when we grow to another mature mm-hmm. level mm-hmm. of life as a man it's not um you know we just had to find a unique way to say hey man mm-hmm. uh it's not the same for me as it was before so right you know if you can appreciate where i'm going now right you know, and uh right you know i i would be uh, 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 very, very humble and appreciative of that because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, 
you're going to eventually be my age and you're going to grow exactly. out of a lot of the shit that, exactly. you, that you think is cool. Yep. It's not, you know. So I, I love what Dre said a few a few interviews about that I understand, you know, the expression because I lived it, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? But we we have to have a balance. Mm-hmm. And if you look at our lives professionally and where the good music is being appreciated, you know, you can't just perpetuate and, mm-hmm. and disrespect the, what was what was what was here before you guys. Right. You know, when you you got a lot of people who they're gonna live their lives the way they do, but when you win someone with prestige and 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 and, and, and principle and mm-hmm. you know something that 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 empowers us, you know, when you wearing a Bob Marley or T shirt, mm-hmm. but yeah, you live in this fucked up lifestyle, you almost like spitting on the culture you mm-hmm. just it's confusing it's like mm-hmm. don't wear and don't attach great people to who you are and you sharing a different lifestyle that doesn't reflect great people right so all that's confusing on all levels of life from mm-hmm. the apparel to the music to the content and uh I'm, I'm proud of a lot of the young generation that's starting to get it mm-hmm. you know they want to have some type of longevity you know they're going to have to take another look at the history of what music mm-hmm. is and what it has done and how much ownership mm-hmm. and appreciation uh 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 that 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 is being uh respected now mm-hmm. you know i mean just look at it i mean look what 50 years with it yeah. you know um a lot of my homies are from different places new jersey new york la detroit mm-hmm. They are they are shining now, you know. Right, they are right. able to uh, showcase uh, diversity now through social media. Right. So now a lot of the producers that has been private are now being mm-hmm. seen, showing the art of creating and composing and making good music, and how some of those uh, Instagram and Facebook platforms are showcasing talent mm-hmm. their talent like mm-hmm. we, we, i never thought i would see today how producers are embracing and respected right they didn't know too much about them in the first place but yeah. now we got social media yeah. having a different perspective yeah a persona about who that, that producer is right and so now people are starting to pattern their the their uh success or uh uh, approach to mm-hmm. getting heard that mm-hmm. way right then we can see the legends mm-hmm. uh, post their music or go live on instagram mm-hmm. and share mm-hmm. some jewels and some yep. gems here and there and physically show right. what kind of equipment that, that they're using right. it's giving a, a whole nother edge of the creativity mm-hmm. and, and appreciating musicianship now mm-hmm. people are starting to pick up instruments yeah. now yeah you know i'm yeah. with a lot of the companies that uh that are behind me and uh, that, that I, I have endorsing me like mm-hmm. uh, um, Roland, oh, Wave, that's dope. That's dope. Uh, Propellerhead, which is Reasons, mm-hmm. just to name a few Native Instruments. Mm-hmm. They really believe in mm-hmm. my leadership as a producer mm-hmm. and my ear mm-hmm. that has helped people create a standard of how music should be heard, mm-hmm. created and all, all that. So, 
That speaks volume about yeah. you, your yes. brand, and yes. you as a producer. It's a blessing, yeah. man. Yeah. So I think we're in a, in a, in a, in a, in a good place right mm-hmm. now, like uh, where Snoopy is. Snoopy's ear and and um, success landed him at Def Jam, mm-hmm. Def, Jam Je- Def Jam West as an executive. Yeah, And he's now given, it's almost like now he's an agent mm-hmm. for producers. Yeah to work with artists that they've been dreaming to work about. Mm-hmm. I mean, work with. Mm-hmm. That's what I meant to say. Yeah. You know, whoever that's on Def Jam, the old roster to the new roster, yeah. and then it's an opportunity from all these, all anyone who really, really want to own it and really want to make a, a a name for themselves mm-hmm. and eventually become successful mm-hmm. like a Russell or a Puffy or, mm-hmm. but now we have the opportunity to build, build that, that relationship now through Snoopy doing that. Yeah, that's dope. Congrats to Snoop. I saw yeah. that. That's that's big. Yeah. So you got the new album, the new well, you got the new single, yeah, the new, new album. And the new album soon. following behind yeah. it. Uh I almost have a gold single too from mm-hmm. a Crip and Blood movement that I did called One Blood, One Cuz, inspired by Nip and Banging the Wax and the whole culture and the lifestyle of Cripping. You know, um, uh, you know, we have seen uh, some great things come out of that collaboration. You see YG mm-hmm. and, and, and and Nip. That was a beautiful relationship. Mm-hmm. And even before that, it's others that have collaborated like Snoop. I mean, Snoop and Game. Right. Or touching all these different walks of life. Him and Mozzie. Right. Uh, and then me being in it in so many ways as well. You know, I, I just love where, where it's at right now. So we, it's the, the single's called You Can't Tame Us. It's on all platforms. It's available. And uh, Lisa from Postar Entertainment inspired me and her and, and Glasses Malone mm-hmm. said, Kat, you know, you are really uh, a uh, a leader in a, 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 for, for this movement. You know, you've been there since day one, creating it and doing it as well as what, what uh, uh, Death Row did. But you really are the streets and the voice for that. You know, mm-hmm. you like the, the mayor in the sense of that situation. You should... You know, pick up the torch and give people a sense of hope and an outlet where they come together and express themselves and where they can retool themselves and be mm-hmm. something to society, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so when we did the record One Blood, One Cuz, uh, I think it was called uh, uh, on the uh, Snoop album. Mm-hmm. Um who did that one blood one cuz? Yeah, I, did, I produced the record. Who, I sung who's on it. it. Who, who's it's on me that? and Snoopy. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. I sung the hook. I produced the record. Okay. Okay. And, but this the single I did called "You Can't Tame Us." It's inspired by that as well. Uh-huh. It has uh, my boy Vidal Sebastian, mm-hmm. Two Eleven from Inglewood, Rucci mm-hmm. from Two Eleven, uh, from Watts, uh, Glasses Malone, and then mm-hmm. from Lone Beats, Snoop Dogg, and then mm-hmm. me out the sixties. And mm-hmm. it's a successful record. Dope. It wanted to, we wanted to show the world that. You know what I'm saying? Do against all lots, you know, and adversities. We we still have uh, love for one another. Right. We, we've got family and kids from both sides. You right. Know? And that's sort of the, the resilient side, of, and you know that that surpassed the ignorance of mm-hmm. what we what we uh, what we inflicted on our community. This mm-hmm. is the the upper echelon of of great uh, uh, great leadership and brotherhood, and 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 showing these. Showing the world that we really do appreciate our 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 backyard, you know, mm-hmm. our, our our women, mm-hmm. the whole nine yards, you know, because they 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 suffered a lot, you know, mm-hmm. conceiving children and then falling, yeah, falling short by this lifestyle, and it's still happening. But 
You know, it's amazing. I was just with Big Y from Crenshaw Mafia, and mm-hmm. I did a, a, an extended documentary to to banging the wax or mm-hmm. just you know family and what what I had become because I was the first to make it. So I was like, mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't know that they looked at me like they Dr. Dre. It yeah. was like you was the first to make it out of mm-hmm. it, out of uh, all of us. Yeah. So they wanted to do a story. So I've been I just been doing some crazy incredible things with. For folks who mm-hmm. who matter to me, yeah, for sure, like yourself, man, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, it, you bro. know, I just want to let the word that you know know that the what you seeing before your eyes, very eyes, you know, you got Big U doing his mm-hmm. thing and, and unique entertainment. Mm-hmm. You know, Hario is home, man. Shout know. out to Hario. We got to uh, get him on the show. Yeah, too. It, yeah. It, I, I think it could happen, mm-hmm. man. You know, he he's he's proud of me. Where mm-hmm. we're both. Are in our relationship, and we're gonna do some incredible, great mm-hmm. things with some brothers from the South, mm-hmm. you know, who've been inflicted with the California uh, uh, lifestyle of yeah. being a banger. You know, we, yeah. we we gonna help them understand that where the codes could be mm-hmm. now. You know, mm-hmm. we not understand that the codes from back in the days don't really yeah, hold don't weight and value. Yeah. yeah, right. For the for the right. for the young youth to appreciate, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. they need to get they their own identity. As a as a man, as a woman, mm-hmm. and find out how they can uh, give back to the gen- to to the neighborhood that they come from, yeah. you know, and uh, you know they ain't gonna be able to save everyone, but they, exactly. they can touch some some people. I mean, these youngsters, like I say, they need to get an OG instead of IG. You, you know feel I mean? me? Ooh, yeah, I like that. how you said that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Need man, to get an OG. Man, I'm gonna have to, we gonna have to do something, man. Yeah, I can't take the publishing, but you're an artist, so <laughs> maybe we can say that. Say it's something to good. the world on that. They it's, do need an OG instead of IG. And OG means someone who's authentic and original. Exactly. Original. Mm-hmm. Original about their purpose in life. You right. Know, with meanings and and and, and a journey that that is going to inspire them to live and be mm-hmm. someone in society. So. Mm-hmm. I call a lot of young, young, young generation OG, and they be like, "No, that means old, like mm-hmm. OG, like no, that's not, that's not the spin." So mm-hmm. we had, we can't be a disservice. We had to be a service to them and really help them understand the true language and mm-hmm. the definition and the history that goes with this lingo and this language. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Once we can separate the two and take accountability of it as well mm-hmm. then i think they have more of appreciation from hearing from us that are older yeah right right in this game right paved the way you know in this right. thing so so um what else you got going on well outside I'm, the album any movies man, tv shows yeah, that, I products got some thing, i got some things uh-huh. that i'm in the makings on the movie side okay. i want to lay it all out now okay. but i got i'm definitely uh inspired to to paint a picture i got mm-hmm. a documentary i think it's in uh three Three, it's going to be in the three episodes because there's so many pillars of my life. One can't mm-hmm. just it won't it won't do mm-hmm. justice for them to see because the dynamics of my relationship mm-hmm. with the West Coast mm-hmm. and some uh, relationship with those from the East Coast they need to see that so mm-hmm. they can understand the evolution of Kevin mm-hmm. and Battle Cat. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Who okay. is he? What is he about? What do you want to say now? Mm-hmm. Why is he important to this young youth? And and even a generation before, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I got a lot of things to display, and it's not just my 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 view, I view of of things, you know. We have a, a crazy uh, 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 family of uh, entertainment mm-hmm. and with, with purpose. They don't just want to get in the game just to for the fame or whatnot. Exactly, they, they actually want to be. Yeah. 
uh, eye and a voice for the mm-hmm. young generation and the older generation. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing I'm liking about the, the new generation. They mm-hmm. want they want to paint a picture for both sides. Right, right. Both generations. They want to show the world why my father, why mm-hmm. my uncle, or why Battle Cat as an OG or a mentor matters to me and what mm-hmm. I'm doing. You know, I, I want them both. I'm not trying to make this just a young young thing. Mm-hmm. Like we hear this thing where we say it's a young man's game, but they, they got to be men. And they still have to have the foundation of life and where it comes from into it. That's one mm-hmm. of we're going to have a chance, you know, to show the appreciation for who we are. Yeah, real talk. Now, that's real game right there, real spit. I mean, hey, listen, I ain't going to keep you, you know, I, you know, I appreciate you coming. I ain't going to keep you too much longer. Man. Um, But I created this platform for that very reason. You know what I'm saying? To To bring on the OGs, to bring on. The people who, you know, have laid the foundation and basically give people their flowers. You know what I'm saying? Yes, so, I appreciate you know, it, I want to give you your flowers. You know what I mean? Appreciate you. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? Court, man. As a, as yes, a you know, a veteran yes, and hit yes. producer, you know, sending your yes. journey and actually, you yes. know, bringing to the table one of the, you know, seminal records of my coming up Bloods and Crips. You know what yeah. I'm saying? That yeah. was that was big for my, you know, childhood and my hopping off the porch and all of that. So, yes. you know, as, as man, we appreciate you and your contributions to the game and what you continue to contribute. You yeah, know thank what I mean? You. I so keep it, up man. the good work. You've uh, had an illustrious career. Thank you. You know what I'm saying? Legendary. Legendary. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> appreciate and, you too, man. Yeah, so, I mean, you still here putting yes, it down, you yes. know what I mean? In a good way. So, man, yes. you keep up the good work. And, you know, this is always home to you. Anytime you want to come through, you're more than welcome. You oh, know man, what I mean? I'm coming and, back. And however you yes. need us, you know what I'm saying, to help yes. you with whatever you got moving yes. forward, you know, we're a resource for you, bro. So, man, it's, a it's all love, you know what I mean? Thank you, King. Yeah. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.